What is going on, everybody? Sean here with Rendered Reality. This is Coffee and VR, a weekend live stream show we do every weekend. Tyler is still missing. Uh, he is MIA. We are joined by Steve XM. He is going to be helping me do the show today. Much uh, appreciated to him for stepping up and coming on. Uh, I do have to clear the air a little bit real quick about Tyler because uh, we, he's been MIA and we had some people on our Discord that were truly concerned about his well-being. So I just want to take a second real quick to clear up the air. Tyler is okay. He doesn't have coronavirus or anything like that. He is healthy and well. He has been on vacation. That was kind of a planned trip that got uh, set back because of all the stuff that had happened. They decided last minute, last Friday to go. And he is currently on his drive back right now. So I just wanted to clear the air real quick about that. Just so nobody has to worry. Nothing crazy is going on. But Steve, Monday. What's going on? What is happening Monday? Uh, I think there's there's some game coming out Monday. Oh my goodness, Half Life Half- Alex! Finally, finally! How pumped are you, man? Ah, uh, I got it pre-installed right now. I think it's like 48 gigabytes or something installed. I don't know if it's the full game, but so I'm pumped. Done? I mean, is it done? Is it all fully installed now? Oh that, yeah, it's fully installed. Downloaded? Nice, awesome. Yeah, I think like four o'clock on Friday. I logged on to my computer and just got it ready to go. Awesome. So. I actually haven't done mine yet. That is go- what I'm going to be doing after the show. I thought about starting it this morning and I was like, I don't want to do that because in case it takes a while or anything, I don't want it to try to be downloading while we're trying to do the show. But man, I am so pumped about the game. It is super exciting. One thing I would do want to mention is Steve XM does have a channel, a Twitch and everything, a YouTube. Uh, his YouTube link is in the description. So make sure you check that out. And you- I think your handle is the same on Twitch and everything you said as well. Yeah, I'm Steve X. I'm on everything. So, so it's there Steve might be an underscore, underscore here yeah. or there somewhere else. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming on. I do want to mention, too, we do have a couple giveaways going on. We have two Gleam giveaways going on right now. Uh, one of them is for the game Color Space, and one of them is for some Mamut Touch Controller Grips. And we also are going to be giving away some codes on the show for Color Space. But I want to do a Gleam giveaway as well for that because I know a lot of people, uh, you know, depending on their internet connection and everything else, you know, can be a little hard for them to get those codes. So make sure you sign up for that. That one's going to be a short one. I think that one ends. I think I set it up to end tomorrow or Monday, something like that. So that'll be a quick one. So make sure you sign up for those. Those links are in the description. So what have you been up to this week? What has been going on in your world? Uh, you know, I mean, it's the, the current climate of things that's going on just outside of VR is just, it, there's a lot going on right now. It's, it's almost better not to focus on that stuff right now and just, focus on escaping in vr and i think that's that's like the best thing that vr can provide a lot of us right now that are having to stay at home um i'm from new york state myself Uh, a lot of us are just told you know we got to stay home stay inside uh you can only leave for you know if it's an emergency you know important stuff like that so it's really the perfect time for uh half life alex to be released and some of these other games that we're going to be looking at today as well that just look like they're perfect escapes from uh reality yeah, uh, to I'm, some extent. I'm sure they had, no, you know, Valve, I'm sure they had no idea that this was going to come about when they decided on a release date for Half-Life Alex. But, you know, it's been slowly getting worse in the U.S. And I think next week is going to be even more. Uh, we're going to see even more shutdowns and stuff like that. So it really is a perfect time. And VR, I feel like now is more useful probably than ever in a sense. I mean, it's there's just so many use cases. And we talked a, a lot about this on our last episode uh, about how VR can be used in these times and stuff. But man, it's just, I mean, because with people stuck at home and quarantined and, you know, some people live by themselves or they don't have people with them, you know, that can be very isolating. And, and one of those, one of the things about isolation is, is it is almost a form of torture in a sense. You know, when you uh, are locked up in 
prison. And one of the ultimate, you know, penalties that you can get is the, I forget, I can't think of what they call it now, but they solitary made, confinement. Sol- yeah. Solitary confinement. And that, I mean, that literally makes people go crazy sometimes to be by yourself. And, and with VR, we don't have to suffer through that as much because uh, we can go into games and movie theaters and everything else. And we can be with people and really feel like we're with people and we have that connection. So now more than ever, I think VR is a, a very powerful to- tool to use. And if you're watching this show and you don't have a VR headset right now, I have some good news because currently, and this was uh, this morning when I checked, so you'll have to double check, but this morning there was Oculus Rifts and Oculus Rift S, uh, Oculus Quest 64 and 128 gig on Oculus website that were available to order right now. So if you don't have a headset, I'm sure that's not going to last long. We know it never does. They sell out so fast. So if you're looking to pick one of those up right now would be an excellent time or for family members, family members and friends that maybe, you know, you can't see for this time being get, you know, get, get them one or let them know. Uh, I mean, even just as simple as watching a movie together in VR can be a very powerful thing in these times. So definitely look forward to some more people jumping in, I think. Now, do we know at all uh, what time we're going to be able to play Half-Life uh, Alex at? And is it going to release uh, it, at like it, midnight uh, Eastern time? I think it was. So what time was it? It was specific time. And I have to look to see what the exact time was. But they did give a time when it was going to be up and ready to go. Do you remember what time was? I have to look in my... Uh... No. Someone in chat will probably spam it in there. Yeah, but I, I want to say it was like 10 p.m. Pacific or 10 a.m. Pacific time, I believe it was. With the uh, current climate of things that are going on here with uh, this uh, virus that's spreading, um, my work schedule is actually completely uh, flip-flopped. Mm. So normally I'm just a Monday through Friday, uh, you know, eight to five guy, but um, I don't work again until Wednesday now, and I'm doing like night shifts. <laughs> oh, man. So How has that been plus, flip-flop like that? I haven't started it yet. Oh. I'll start it this week. So man, but the plus side rough. of it is because we I work in uh, manufacturing, uh, so we, we have like an essential kind of uh, – you know, product that we make for, uh, you know, that we can't be shut down, but, um, yeah. it's exciting for me because with the Half-Life Alex release, I mean, it works out perfect. That yeah. I don't so, work so again that, until, is, uh, that is going to be 10 a.m. Pacific time on Monday. Oh, nice. So March 23rd, 10 a.m. Pacific time. So that is for the most people, you know, I'm a, we're both on the East coast. That's a little bit later than 10, 10 a.m. So we're going to have to wait a little bit, you know, it, but for the other people, that's pretty early in the day that, uh, we're going to get a lot of time to spend in there. And I feel like this game, I mean, so many people are going to have so much extra time this week than what they would have had. You know, I, I know we talked about on the discord before about, you know, who was going to take off Monday and, and stuff for half-life Alex. And now there might be a whole lot more people that are not going to be working than what expected. So what do you think, uh, how, how long are you expecting this game to be? What are your thoughts on, length for this game i mean i would be disappointed if it was anything less than six but um having played previous half-life games i mean they're pretty beefy games um i did beat one and two uh it's been some time since i played through them but um i would imagine the game to be eight to 15 hours would be my guess yeah Um, I think it's going to be a pretty pretty lengthy game. I mean, I know they've been working on this game for years, and I mean, this is, you know, one of their flagship titles. I mean, AAA, you know, we talked about that a little bit before the show. You know, this is going to be a true AAA game in VR, and I think they know, you know, that some of the complaints that people have had around VR for a while now is the length of games. You know, that was not, not as much as of late, but early on, you know, that was a lot of the complaints of games being really, really short in VR. And it was, it was just a learning curve still, you know, people didn't even know how to make these games or how to utilize all of the things that you could do in VR in a game. So they were almost a lot of tech demos really is what we had for a long time. So I'm hoping you're right. I'm hoping this is going to be a very lengthy game, but 
I mean, I don't even know. I just can't wait to get in there. I'm seriously so excited for this game. I just cannot yeah. wait. I wonder so, replayability too. Is it going to have some kind of level of replayability? I love games where they find a way to really get you to go through it a second time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, one thing about this game that I think may even add some length to the game that's not built in is just the fact that we've seen in these trailers and stuff how much stuff can be manipulated and played with and picked up. I mean, I know for me, uh, even just the uh, the Steam home environments, I spent way too much time in those. Like, it wasn't, there wasn't even that much in those, but I wanted to look at everything, and that was just, you know, one outside environment, one room, basically. And so I know in this game, I'm going to want to pick up everything. I'm going to want to look at everything. And I know there's going to be Easter eggs. I, I'm sure there's going to be Easter eggs throughout the game. So even the aspect of just looking for hidden things, looking for exploits, you know, to get places you're not supposed to be or whatever. I think that I know for me and Tyler, that'll be things that, that we usually really like to spend some time on. But so did you play the the other ones in VR? I know you said you've played the other Half-Life. Have you played them in VR? You know, when the when the Half-Life 1 VR mod first came out, or at least when I first played it, it was like a year and a half ago. It was kind of rough, and yeah. uh, I was playing on Oculus, and it's through Steam, so there were some control issues for sure. Um, but in the end, I don't know. I've seen some videos on that stuff. I don't know. It, the, the ideal way to play them still might be flat. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, seem, they seemed a little wonky when I played it. I know they've done some stuff with uh, Half-Life 2, seems like they've done a pretty good job of making that VR, but... Right. Have you watched all of the stuff that is available to watch right now for Half-Life on YouTube? I think I've seen... And... I don't know if I've seen, like, some of the in-depth uh, longer ones, but I've seen both of the trailers they put out. I think there was there was one, like, almost, like, 10-minute trailer where they're in the subway. Yeah, was, uh, it, was that the gameplay one? That, did you watch the gameplay yeah, the one? Gameplay. That, yeah, gameplay. At the end, the uh, guys pretty much kill uh, Alex. It looks like, looks like she got hit, and they... Huh. Yeah, I haven't the watched the gameplay one yet. I've watched a lot of the other stuff, but I didn't watch the gameplay one yet just because I don't want to. I just want, I want to jump into this and experience it firsthand without knowing too much. I mean, even just the videos that they put out that showed some more, you know, almost like a, a more in-depth trailer and stuff. Even those things, I mean, it's just they it's I mean, it just looks incredible. So I just I want to see this stuff firsthand in VR. And I know watching it on a flat screen, you know, obviously it, it once you get into VR and you really see these, it totally changes. But yeah, I'm one of those people that I'll, I, I, I like a little bit of spoiler, but I don't want too much spoiler. Like I, I really want to experience this, especially this game at this level. You know, I really want to experience this firsthand without too many spoilers, but yeah, that's we, uh, the best way to do it. We do have a bunch of people here in chat. I think my wife is in here, and I think she checked on. She says Quest is out of stock. So now, so I mean, that was literally this morning when I first I woke. I wake up pretty early, but it was pretty early this morning, and I looked, and they were in stock. It was showing a uh, uh, DLG twenty seven says Rift S is out, also out of stock. So that definitely did not last long. I meant to check real quick before we got back on the show, but I mean, they, but these things pop up. I mean, if you are paying attention and you're watching, they do pop up on Oculus. They do pop up on Best Buy and stuff where they are available you know, very temporarily, but at least they are there every once in a while. But so at least, you know, I don't know how many there were, but there are going to be some more people able to enjoy this. So that's some pretty good stuff. Uh, we got DLG 27, Steve Drumheller, Space Cadet, VR Spry Guy, James M, Gaming Science Teacher, Mepper, uh, Sneaky Snooks, 
all kinds of people in here today. Aaron Summers. I mean, really, this is uh, we, we figured this show would be a good one today because we know so many people are home. So we really, you know, bring some uh, joy and spread some uh, spread some VR love throughout the community. Like I said, we do have some games to give away today. These are going to be Oculus Code. So make sure you are ready to enter some of those in and sign up for the Gleam giveaway. So was there anything that you played this week? Did you play any VR games? I know you stream a lot. You do a lot of uh, stream gameplay and stuff like that. What have you played yeah. this week? I've been cutting back a little bit on the streaming just with uh, current stuff going on and uh, just been busy in general. But um, this week I dived into Pistol Whip. I got to play the new, uh, oh, yeah. the new Pistol Whip track. Uh, I jumped into it, I played it on hard, and I died like 10 times in a row, I think. <laughs> uh, I like the visuals on it, but um, there's this one section where they just they, they put these walls up. The walls are just, I don't know. I've played that game a couple times, and I've only disabled the walls once, but I really feel like the walls don't add much to that game. Yeah. I feel like the game would be good. I don't know what, what the game design choice was to add the walls, because I know some games like Beat Saber use walls. Um, I just feel like they're not necessary. I don't mind them when they're easy to dodge, but that mechanic just oh, it almost feels like I got cheated when I was dying over and over again. I mean, right. these walls, you got to like really like. Yeah, they're pretty intense at that it. level. And I think, I, I mean, my thought is that they probably just add them in there just to add more element of making you move, you know, because without those, for the most part, you're just kind of ducking and dodging a little bit. And those you, I mean, still you're kind of just able to go to the side to get around them. But uh, I did play this level as well. I just played it, was it yesterday? I think it was just yesterday I played this. And it is hard. It's not easy. I mean, I played it, I think, on... I think I tried it on hard and got destroyed because I don't play pistol whip very often. I, I did it on medium and still had struggles. And then I was like, I'm just going to do it on easy to start out with. So I get all the way through it so I can see the whole map, but it's a I hard level. I mean, it, it is not an easy level, but one thing I did like about this new level was the fact that they added some elements to the, to the levels to, to bring them to life a little bit, you know, and at the end they have like the vehicles that are kind of jumping over. And at the very end you have what looks like you're about to get run over and stuff. And I, I feel like they should add more of that into the game. It's a pretty simplistic graphic game. So I feel like they could afford to do some of these things. But to me, the world's just a lot of times they just don't feel very alive. You know, you have these people coming at you that are shooting at you and stuff, but it's very robotic movement. That's all the same, you know, and to me after playing the game, you know, multiple times and you know playing the same levels over and stuff it kind of gets a little bit boring to me i don't know but i, I love the game for what it is but i, I want to see some different kind of music added you know some a different genre of music different you know mix it up a little bit and i think that they could really add a lot more stuff like those vehicles jumping over you know the world doing some different things that you know kind of are not expected that you're like whoa that was really cool you know i mean what do you think about that you seen the little guy flying through the air? Yeah, that, yeah I didn't know. At first, I was like, wait a minute. Like, is that, that supposed to be happening? At first, I thought it was like a glitch. Like, this dude just acts like I shot him and he flew overhead on accident or something. But, but yeah, I guess that uh, is supposed to be in there. But I did see that. But what do well, you I feel like this this stage opens the door for other uh, tie-ins for, like, movies and stuff like that. Because this mm -hmm. was heavily inspired by Mad Max. I don't – I mean, it's almost like it's a copyright thing. It's so close. I don't know how that works with them. But um, it'd be interesting to see other, you know, a Matrix stage, you know. Yeah, yeah. You could do other stuff like that. You could have it like an army theme stage. Mm -hmm. uh, you could just do a bunch of different movies and just keep doing different, uh, different movie-type theme stages. So let's see what they do in the future. But so far, I mean, the game is really great. Yeah, it really uh, is a cool game. Biggest disappointment, though, is I remember when I was hearing about it, they, there was all this talk about, like, procedural levels and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure what that meant. And then when I played it, like, literally after the first time I played a song twice i was like wait a minute the enemies are in the same exact position 
Right, yeah. And to me, that was like, okay, well, I understand they got to go to the beat, but um, it would have been nice if they could have found a way to maybe randomly place those enemies because I feel like it comes down to mastering a song Right. It's similar to like a guitar hero or beat saber where you're just you're learning, you know, it, basically. You could almost play blind at one point once you master the positions right. of the enemies. It would have been nice if they added some level of uh, maybe they'll add it in the future, like a randomizer for uh, enemy position. That'd be my biggest critique in the game. But overall, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I agree, and I, I like what you say about the movie uh, tie-in and stuff. Like, I really hope they do. Like, I think there's a lot of things they could do to this game to really, you know make it next level and i hope they i hope like you said i hope this is the start of something like that where they really start to push the boundaries and do some really cool stuff because it seems like they've almost played it a little bit safe a little bit and they don't want to push the boundaries too much but i mean i think the game is excellent and i'm really excited to see what they do with the game and i just hope they keep pushing it forward and i hope they you know push the boundaries a little bit and surprise us with some stuff because i think the the overall idea of the game i love it you know i like shooter games i like games that go to the rhythm of music you know so it's a really cool game in itself and i do just want some more genres and i know we talked about that before uh it's just it's uh, i like the music but it's all the same kind of music in a sense you know what i mean it's a it's a great leg workout as well yeah yeah it really is (laughs) it's so sneaky that you don't realize after playing it for five minutes you don't realize that you just did 20 squats. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't. You don't. You yeah. just you're just in the game. You're ducking. You're you're bending your body in different ways. It's probably a really good core workout as well. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, the game is great. The only uh, the other critique I would have about the game is, and I recently I've gone to a range and I shot a pistol. Um, something about the pistol in the game. I know there's uh, an adjustment for the sights in that. You can yeah, kind of the angle weapon compensate. Angle. I almost wish that they would add some kind of hollow sight or something because I feel like I could never really use the crosshairs accurately i feel like i'm more just trying to keep my arm straight and just trying to use that yeah that is a good idea actually because i mean a lot of times for me i'm i'm almost not even taking the time to aim perfectly because i usually leave it on the setting you know where it'll compensate as long as you're close enough but yeah something like a sight would be a pretty cool addition to that another thing is box vr i don't know how much you play box vr but they do have an essentials pack coming out march 26th and this is actually a game that me and my wife play a lot you know i know you've been doing the uh, workout stuff i don't know how you've been going with that i know you've done it a couple times where uh like the 30-day fitness challenge type stuff and really right now is the best time to get into uh, some kind of fitness plan utilizing vr with you know gyms and everything closed down but me and my wife have been getting up early every day playing a lot of box vr so i'm really looking forward to this uh downloadable pack the only downside i guess i could say to this if you want to call it that is that this is a paid dlc this time so all the rest of the box vr updates have all been free and this is the first one that i know of that is going to be paid but i think it's 9.99 i believe so have, what, what do you think about box vr do you ever play this i played box vr a couple times um it was one of those things when i was choosing uh for those that follow the channel i did a vr 30-day fitness challenge a couple months back mm-hmm. and really what i found was beat saber is just like five levels above every other game when it comes to uh, getting a workout. Now, of course, Box VR, I didn't play, I don't think, on the higher difficulties. But if you're playing Beat Saber on Expert, Expert Plus, um, I was playing on Expert with Enhanced Speed, I think. And I'm just I'm just dripping sweat. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you get the same thing with oh, Box yeah. VR. 
You do? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And with box VR, what I've found is that in the early days when I first played this game, I didn't realize how many elements went into the scoring. And I didn't realize that until I started playing multiplayer with my wife, where you can see both scores and she's kicking my butt. And I'm like, all right, I'm doing something wrong here, right? Like something cannot be right. So, so what I found is that, you know, one of it, I mean, there's a lot of elements. One of it is the timing. Uh, you have to be accurate, you know, the accuracy of where you're hitting, uh, those boxes and stuff or the circles or whatever that come at you uh, as well as your force and it seems like even uh, your amount of movement like the follow through with the punches and stuff so once I started to learn that and then I really started to actually punch hard at those things because I'm trying to get the most points that is when I started to feel uh, the most workout and there are there are a lot of squats you know you have to squat underneath the boxes and stuff so I really do enjoy the workout in box VR and I think that is one of the things for me that took it to the next level was the, the point factor and trying to get those high points and really punching hard, you know, cause one thing that, you know, my wife is, she's really good at not missing any. Right. Mm. So when you don't miss any, you get like basically a multiply a mul multiplier. So your score for per punch goes higher when you can go a long time without missing any. Well, I miss some every once in a while, but I found that I can punch a lot harder than she can. So I know if I'm swinging really hard, then I can try to get them high points. So I'm constantly trying to swing as hard as I can. And it, it really kind of kicks my butt. It's almost like uh, thrill of the fight in a sense where thrill of the fight, I still think is a better workout, but you know, you're actually fighting somebody and you're trying to knock them out. So you're swinging hard. And if you play box VR that way, it really does increase the intensity of the workout for sure. But. Yeah, that's one of the secrets I learned when playing um, uh, Beat Saber is, you know, I don't go for high scores at all when I'm doing my workout stuff. I, I move around, I quote unquote dance while I'm playing and I, I swing my arms like crazy. Like yeah. you don't need to do that. I right. really try to make like dramatic. Plus it looks cool on stream when you're really like trying to like dance yeah. around like a Jedi or whatever. But because I mean, if you wanted to get a high score, you would kind of just be sitting here with your arms and just really right. precisely hitting the notes. But I just but you're not I don't getting a workout about... like that. You know, you're really hey, getting you a workout. Get some of a workout, but nothing to like me, if when I'm you're gonna... swinging hard yeah. and full swings. I mean, that's you know, you're burning. You're definitely burning more calories doing it that way for sure. And um, a recommendation I would say to people that have uh, pass through abilities on their VR headsets is um, you can easily in between songs you can do reps with like weights. Mm -hmm. um, I got a push up bar, um, push up pull up bar that I put on the ground. So in between Beat Saber songs, um, just do four or five push-ups. Turn the pass-through yeah. mode on. Boom! You can see everything around you. Just so be you... careful with your headset when you're uh, right because <laughs> you can't you can't do normal push-ups in VR because your headset will you won't be able to go down far enough. Yeah, you'll hit your face on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> or your headset. But, at least. but with the push-up bar, you can you can go down quite a bit more, and yeah, you can you cool. sneak those in in between songs that way. You know. You're still you're getting more of a full workout instead of just like a cardio kind of workout. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's a great way to get a, a good fitness routine at home. You know, utilizing VR with the times of things being uh, closed down, gyms. I know around around the U.S. at least a lot of gyms are closing and stuff. So it's a great time. But uh, the Essentials Pack. So this comes out uh, on March 26th for 9.99. Included in the pack are new workout regimens, uh, new songs to box to, 60 minutes of new music is included overall, spanning a range of genres. And that is one thing that I do like about Box VR is they include all different kinds of music. So it's not just one genre of music. There's all. I mean, there's like you know hip hop and like metal rock kind of stuff. I mean, there's all kind of stuff, which is, it's cool to mix it up. And there's already a lot of music in box VR. So I welcome, you know, 60 minutes more music added to there. So that's going to be pretty cool. Are these original tracks or are these, uh, I think some of them are, but definitely not all of them. There's definitely some in there that I've heard before elsewhere and stuff. They, you know, they, 
uh, they must purchase these packs from musicians and stuff. So they're definitely not all original where I think that is the difference between uh, pistol whip is I know at least the tracks that they came out with off the bat were all original tracks for that game made by, you know, a specific studio uh, music producer. So it's pretty cool. But are you using uh, your fitness when you're doing your fitness stuff? What is that? Why you are fitness? Huh? What does that do? So your fitness is a add-on through Steam, and it tracks all of your calories burned. Any any VR game. So oh, you nice. could be playing Half-Life Alex for three hours, uh, based on the rate of movement, and I guess just standing there, you're burning calories. Uh, it tracks everything. It's based on, um, you know, gyroscope data, whatever, yeah. all that stuff. Huh, so yeah, it's cool. uh, and you can get an app on your phone. There's a beta for the app, so you can kind of oh, okay, cool. sync yeah, it up and say. just track your calories burnt uh, from playing any VR game. But uh, yeah. you know, definitely for. And there's an in-game uh, overlay, too. Like when you're playing Beat Saber, you look up at the top left That's over the cool. track, and you'll see, like, calories burnt and all that stuff. So, yeah, definitely check uh, that out. Awesome. Yeah, I'm usually playing on the Quest. We usually both play on our Quest in the morning. So if there is a, a phone app, that would they, be pretty cool. I'll yeah, they have it out. for the Quest as well, I do believe, uh, yeah. your fitness. Huh, yeah, i have to check that out. So I am curious in chat if anybody wants to throw it in there, if they've uh, been uh, utilizing any kind of VR for workouts. I know we had Gaming Science Teacher on last week. I know she has. Uh I know she's been using a lot of Beat Saber, and I know a lot of people were complaining about how she was kicking their butts on score. They were getting notifications that she was beating them, so that is pretty cool. But uh, there's a quest port of your on side quest as well, so that's cool. Yeah, I definitely have side. I don't have side quests on the wife's Oculus Quest, but I do on mine. I don't know if there. I might put it on hers. That'd be pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. So. What do you, uh, in, in the time that we're in right now in the current season, what are some games that you think would be good social games for people to get into to experience some uh, some companionship with people that they, they aren't going to get to see? And, and there's lots of them. I mean, people can throw in the yep. chat what their favorite is too. And we didn't make a list of these. We were just going to kind of talk about them a little bit and see what uh, what some of your go-to stuff is. So what, what do you think? Yeah, it, it's games that you wouldn't necessarily think of like – I guess rec room and stuff like that would probably be the first things you would think of more of a big social environment. But I find the games that you're really working closely with a couple of people, um, I'm drawing a blank, the name of the game right now, uh, the space game, it's like, uh, FTL. FTL. Oh, I'm drawing a blank, but you're in space. <laughs> happens to me all the time on the show. I'm like, oh crap. Somebody in chat will chat, know it. Chat. Yeah. They'll throw it up there in like two seconds. They from other know. sons, from other sons. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love from other sure. sons. So like games like that where you're, you know, it's just you and like two other people. I find if you get too much people in VR, sometimes it, it can become overwhelming. Yeah. But uh, when you're working with like one or two other people, uh, it's really good. Um, I found uh, I had a lot of fun with Minecraft VR because you're just working together. You're, let's, oh, let's go out and harvest some trees, guys. Come on. Yeah. Help me help me plow my field so we can plant some crops. And then you're just working together to build buildings. And right. it's really like an escape when you're in Minecraft because it's just a massive world similar to like From Other Suns, I would imagine. I haven't done too much multiplayer with that, but I would imagine that'd be pretty cool to yeah. From explore Other Suns the galaxy. Is a great one. And that one's actually one that I don't feel like many people talk about anymore because that came out so long ago. But uh, me and Tyler played that game together all the way through, and it was fantastic. So if you if you haven't played From Other Suns, uh, definitely look uh, look at looking that one up and maybe picking that one up. But there is, with it being older like that, I don't know how many people are online playing it. So you might have to have someone that you know, you know, to set yeah, up to go into. So I don't know if you can go in and, and still find people to play with or not. It's been out for, I mean, that was what, 2016, 2017, probably when that came out. It's a little dated when you play it. Yeah, but sure. it's an excellent game, though. It's a really good game. And there's other stuff too, like um, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. It's not necessarily everyone's in VR, but you can always get with someone on Discord. Um, it's really fun to help someone walk you through disarming a bomb. Yeah. 
stuff like that, you're really working together. But you're probably thinking more like social uh, hangout type uh, games. Any of them, really, because, I mean, even the ones like you're saying that aren't ones that when somebody says a social VR game, that's not one somebody thinks of. But anything, you know, co-op or multiplayer in VR really can be. I mean, even games like Pavlov and Contractors and Onward, I mean, you're working with a team. And yep. if it's, you know, if you have friends that have headsets, you can still hang out with friends in VR. And it's like, you know, it's just the same almost as being with them. I mean, it's, it's, it's excellent, but, but yeah, but I mean, there are a lot that are the go-to that you think of like, you know, rec room and, and big screen, uh, alt space, you know, stuff like that. The ones where you just hang out and you kind of goof off, do whatever. But I mean, even watching TV shows, I mean, you can go into big screen with friends and you can do a private room with a couple people and you can watch a TV show that, you know, maybe, or even like, uh, well, I guess there's not much of that. <laughs> I was going to say sporting events, but there's really not much of those going yeah. on right now. So most maybe of those watch some reruns. Yeah. I think, uh, UFC, I don't know, uh, UFC fans, but I believe they are still doing some UFC fights. There's just no audience. So I know they did. I think they did a previous one. I haven't been keeping it, keeping up with it a whole lot, but so there may hmm. be some of those that you could possibly still watch, but wow. That's got to change the dynamic a bit for the fighters not having a Yeah, I can't imagine. Match. That'd be more like training than actually fighting with no big crowd and cheering you on and making noise. And Although once you're in that ring and you're in the zone, I don't know if they really pay attention to the crowd or not. I mean, that's a pretty yeah, intense sport, but yeah, I don't know. So there is, uh, if you're looking for a show to watch or you know something in big screen or something like that, there is a new show coming to Amazon Prime. Uh, that is pretty cool. This is actually about VR and I'm going to throw, I'm not going to, I probably shouldn't play the, uh, um, the sound to this cause they'll probably copy. I like it. the, I like the song in the background for this. Yeah. <laughs> they'll probably definitely cop copyright us if we, uh, throw that up there. But, um, so basically the premise of the show is it, it's set in 2033 and people who are near death can be uploaded into a virtual reality hotel run by six tech firms. Cash-strapped Nora lives in Brooklyn and works customer service for the luxurious Lakeview Digital Afterlife, which is pretty wild. And the trailer is really good. So if you uh, if you want to watch this trailer after the show or whatever, look it up. It is on YouTube. Uh, it, it's called Uploaded. The name of the show is called Uploaded. So basically, as far as I understand it, it is... If you're sick and dying, you can basically be uploaded into this virtual world and people can actually visit you still. So this kind of goes back to an episode that we had previously where uh, I think it was a Korean video that uh, a, yep. a mother had lost her daughter and she was a, they were able to recreate her in VR. So this is almost kind of like that episode or that video, but this is, you know, obviously not set on like a sad tone. I mean, this is like a... a you basically live on, you know, inside this virtual world. And I, I don't know exactly how it works yet, but I think it's pretty, a pretty cool premise of a show that might be pretty interesting. You know, at the end there, you know, the dog walks up and starts talking to him and he freaks out and it's actually a guy with a headset, you know, in the real world. And he's like, you know, don't get free. It's only weird if you make it weird, you know, as the dog's talking to him. So it really opens up possibilities because in VR, anything's possible. So if you're in this virtual reality space, you know, and you visit these people, you know, you know, in 2033, I'm sure you can have super realistic looking everything in VR, you know, so it would really add to that. And you can make anything happen, just like you see, you know, the, the girls walking on the water. And you know, it's just it looks I mean, it's definitely a, a sense of a comedy show. But it, it, you know, if you're into VR, it's definitely something you might be interested in. Yeah, this reminds me of like they just took like a Black Mirror episode and they literally just made a full show on it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
And I mean, if you have Amazon Prime, this should be a free TV show as far as I understand. I don't watch a lot of stuff on Amazon Prime. Oh, everyone's got Amazon Prime. Yeah, I mean, everybody should. It's, uh, it's May 1st. It comes out on May 1st. So this will be something that is not too far away. We still have a little while. I can't imagine, uh, at least I'm hoping people still won't be quarantined by May 1st. I have no idea what's going to happen. Nobody really knows at this point. No but, one knows. But yeah, but this is what I'm kind of looking forward to. I thought it was kind of cool and a great, uh, great show to talk about on our show today to spread the word about this one. So. Yeah, it's got like two of my favorite uh, subjects, like kind of combined in one. Um, I get really deep into like the simulation theory stuff. Mm. Um, have you de- have you dived into that at all? Not too much. No, know not too is? much. Yeah, I know okay. a little bit about it, but I haven't I haven't done much research or anything like that on it. But I have heard uh, uh, Anthony from VR three six five. He's talked about it some on his show and stuff like that. Mm. So I'm a little bit aware of it, but probably not uh, as knowledgeable as you are on that if you've done some research, but. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting. It's like it's VR to the point of it's just so realistic that it's, mm-hmm. you know, when you start calling it like a simulation, you know, and right. also it brings up the point of consciousness because that's another topic that's in the show that they I don't know if they're going to touch on. But I mean, to me, when that guy's getting uploaded, uh, based on my understanding of consciousness, like I, I think he still dies. I think it's just a copy of his. Right. So I, it's, it's almost like, it yeah. So, I mean, his family, they can go visit him. I don't think that's actually going to be him in the game. It's just something that it's indistinguishable from his original consciousness. Right. right. I mean, is it actually him in there? There's no, there's almost like no way you can ever tell. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, if it, the technology gets to that point where, I mean, they could recreate, you know, they have his thoughts and everything, everything, you know, his mannerisms, his thoughts, you know, the way he says things and his dialogue and everything. I mean, how would you tell? I mean, if they, if the technology gets that good, I don't know that you could. I mean, it, it, it almost gets kind of scary in a sense. Because... Well, the the one test that you could do, and this would be really interesting, so you can upload his consciousness into the game, right? Into the uh, the upload world, whatever it is. Now, what happens if you just duplicated that? So now there's two of him. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, there's no way he can be his conscious. Right. He can't be in both bodies. So something's going on there where I think both of those, if you duplicated him, both of those aren't actually him. Right. They're just like copies, so... It's similar like the Star Trek teleportation system where when people in Star Trek teleport, they're actually just like committing uh, suicide (laughs) and just reassembling (laughs) themselves pretty much. Right, yeah. It's a pretty cool show, though. I'm definitely interested to see uh, what comes of that. Uh, Paradise Decay said we could all be living in that world right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's what's funny. It's like what spectrum of a simulation are we on? Are we starting to make VR? Are we starting to make simulations inside of a simulation? Like we could already be on like the third layer of it. Yeah, it is kind of pretty intense. It's pretty complicated once you really start to think about these things and and try to break them down. But uh, I wonder what um, date they're gonna have. Like this, like when does this take place? Like is this like twenty fifty? Because to uh, me, this twenty thirty three. Twenty thirty. Oh wow, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's. There's no way unless we see some kind of. I mean, yeah. I would imagine at least like twenty, like two hundred years from now or something like this. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, the way technology advances, though, I mean, we're, we really have no idea, you know, what the world could look like in 2033. I mean, we're going to get into some uh, some brain interface computer stuff and stuff today. And from what I'm hearing, you know, some of this stuff might not be as far away as we really think. I don't know, but we, we will get into some of that. But uh, uh, Limba Zero said, reminds me of the Lawnmower Man movie. Uh, gaming science teacher said, simulationception. Yeah, this is just the best way to do a VR game is just to be fully uploaded. All your senses are there. You don't got to worry about having a suit on that heats up and, you know, you can feel 
little um, someone touching your leg or something like that. Like you don't yeah. have to worry about any of those mechanical things like omnidirectional treadmills. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to worry about any of that. You just probably lay in a bed and then you probably just turn the switch on. It's like, um, I like to call it dream VR. Yeah. Is what I think the future will be. That'll be the yeah. future of VR. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I have had some dreams <clears throat> that, you know, just seem so real and you're completely moving, you know, you're mm -hmm. moving your body in your dream world. You know, you're, you're doing all kinds of stuff that your physical body isn't doing at all, but your brain doesn't know the difference. And that's, you know, we're, we're definitely going to get into some of that with, uh, some stuff, but it's very interesting where some of this is possibly going. And uh gaming science teacher is getting a little ahead of us. She said, well, Gabe says the matrix is coming. So that sure is. <laughs> that is what, uh, what we're going to be getting into. But we do have some stuff before we dive a little bit deeper into that topic. Uh, I did want to mention some, a new product coming from Kiwi uh, Designs. And these are pretty cool. I just saw these yesterday or today. And they are calling these the earmuffs, which is, I don't have any more information about when these are coming out or anything. I, I imagine they'll be pretty soon. I don't have a price, but what these are essentially is they go on your Oculus Quest and there's no speakers in them or anything. They just clip on and basically it redirects the sound into your ears. So, you, you know, we know the Oculus Quest doesn't have the best sound built in audio for sure, but I have done before when I'm wearing my Quest, if you just cup your hands and kind of put them around it, it makes a big difference. And that's basically the same thing that they're doing with these is they're just redirecting that sound into your ear where it can react better with your ear than it just being open and not, you know, because right now there really isn't much direction into your ear. It's just kind of an open uh, sound that kind of comes out of that. So I thought these are pretty neat. I don't know because you, you don't have a quest yourself, right? You have a Rift S? No, I got the, we, yeah, we remember back we did the show. Yeah, we did the show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were you trying helped to me figure decide. Out. <laughs> yep, so. Yeah, you know, it's the first thing too when I um, tried the Rift S out. I knew going in that the headphones were going to be horrible and they're they're really bad. I mean, yeah, they are, you, get, you get the bonus of not having anything on your ears, which is nice. But um, it's the sound quality is I don't even know what I don't even know what's in there. Like I buy five dollar uh, headphones from like, you know, dollar stores and that and they're way better quality, I yeah. guess, because they're in here. But yeah, and I think that is a big, a big part of it is the way they set it up with the design of how it interacts with your ear. So I do think that these are going to help quite a bit. I don't know that they're going to have these for the Rift S. Uh, the only thing I saw was for the Quest. So I'm hoping they do come out with something like this for the Rift S because they could both benefit from it. And I, I mean if these are a cheap enough product, I could really see a pretty good use case for these just because like, I mean, just do the test yourself. Like if you're playing your quest and you have no headphones or anything on, just kind of cup your hands around those speakers and kind of direct it more towards your ear. And it's amazing how much difference of in sound it really does make. So I thought this is a really cool design here. And I think, I think I've seen some things in the past where some people have like 3d printed some stuff and stuff similar to this, but this looks pretty cool. So Hopefully this will be, uh, I did contact them to get some more info of price and when it'll be out. I haven't heard back that I just messaged them this morning. So, but I'm sure these are going to be on Amazon and stuff soon, as soon as they're ready, but I don't know supply line as well. You know, with all the stuff going on in the world, it's every supply chain is kind of, uh, backlogged a little bit too. So I don't know what we're looking at there, but yeah, I use these headphones that I have now when I'm playing with my Rift S these are like stealth something turtle beach. Yeah, so I they fit a little weird. You gotta you gotta let these be a little bit more loose right. than your head would normally be, so it goes up. So they yeah. go up a little bit higher, but I mean they work great. I don't. It's a little slightly uncomfortable maybe, but yeah. once they're on, I'm still it. hoping to get the uh, rebuff reality uh, index style over your headphones pretty soon. I do want to check those out because I mean, you, you, have you used a, a Valve index before? 
I wish. No, that's that's an unfortunate thing. Like they need to set up some kind of place where you can go to try these headsets I agree. out. Yeah, I agree. Like I mean, maybe I, think... I would have maybe I would have spent the extra six hundred and win with the index over the Rift S if I was actually able to put it on. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Sebastian with MRTV has a pretty good setup where, you know, people can come try all the different headsets, you know, but the bad thing is he's in Germany. So, I mean, not it works great for people in Germany, but people not in Germany, it's a little bit harder. But but I, I do agree that they need to have something where people can try. But, man, the, the audio of the index is just – it's it's incredible. I mean, I wish every headset that I have, I wish could have that kind of kind of audio, but – it's pretty incredible. I did want to mention, I forgot to, when we talked about what we were doing this past week, I've actually been, I've been crazy busy with work this past week, but I'm hoping the next week will be better, but I haven't played a ton of VR this past week because I've been working on this massive shelf for the VR room. And in this picture, it looks tiny, but this thing is over six feet tall and over five feet wide for all my VR gear. So that's what I've been working on uh, this past week. So I was pretty excited to get that done because right now, you know, I've had a lot of little shelves in the VR room and my VR stuff's just kind of spread all over the place. So I was pretty excited to get that done. I did throw that in here and I forgot to talk about it, but I've seen that in the discord. You're up. Oh yeah, it is. It's on the discord as well. So that's what I, some of my time after work this week has been spent on, but I wanted to get that done before next week. Cause I really want to play a lot of half-life Alex, but, uh, there were, there were some other games, uh, Oculus kind of did their thing for GDC since they weren't doing a GDC. Actually, I think they announced they might be having GDC in like August now or something like that. They said they were going to do it in summer and then they said they weren't. And now I think I saw something about, they're going to try to do it in August or something, but uh, there were some new games announced uh, in the in the description below. There are some signups if you want to do some beta testing. So there is Echo VR. That is, uh, I saw something today on the Discord that they might actually already be doing beta testing, but that's supposed to start on the 26th. So if you're interested in, in that, sign up the uh, the beta link in the description below to sign up to get access to that for beta testing, as well as um, there was another one for beta testing. Oh, Space Pirate Arena. They are actually doing beta signups for Space Pirate Arena, and that is in the description as well, though the one caveat to that is you're going to need to have a lot of space to do uh, Space Pirate. Are you familiar with the Space Pirate Arena stuff? Yeah, this stuff looks amazing. Oh, man, it looks so My question, though, is like when this game finally launches, like I just don't see how many people are going to actually be able to use it other than at arcades and stuff like that, you know? Right, I agree. I don't know. I mean, even in the uh, beta signup, if you go through the beta signup, it asks you – uh, how big your play space is. It asks you what the lighting is like in your play space. It asks what flooring you have in your play space. It asks if you've had any tracking issues in your play space. Uh, it asks if you have access to multiple Oculus quests. So that's going to be a kicker too for a lot of people. I don't know which uh, of those questions are going to eliminate you possibly from the beta or grant you the beta. I'm not sure, but you know, luckily for me, I do have a pretty big play space and I have two Oculus quests. So I'm hoping maybe that'll get me in, but but I don't know, but it's worth signing up for. Even if you don't get elected to be in it, I think it's worth signing up for. And, and everybody can at least find a big play space once we're allowed out of our houses. You know, everybody has, you know, access to something that I'm sure that they could make a pretty big sp- play space for. And I don't know if this is going to be online either right out of the bat. Uh, so you might have to have more than one quest to be able to play with somebody in uh, a big space like they do in the videos. You know, in the videos, they're in the same space, you know, running around and playing together, but it looks fantastic. I would definitely recommend setting up uh, 
uh, signing up just to try to get in. Tyler said he has a 30 by 30 space, so he's good. Which wow. he, yeah, he's at, he has a full basement, so that he uh, he's got plenty of space down there. So hopefully he should be good. And if we get in, I am definitely going back to Ohio, and we are playing this together. We will play down there in his basement if we need to, and we will set that. You guys got to record that. Yeah, we definitely would. That would be really cool. So hopefully uh, we can get in. Paradise K said, "I have not bothered with the beta as I have nowhere to test play the beta." I don't know. I've seen uh, Paradise Decay play some VR in some pretty crazy places. I've seen him play in open fields and everything else. So I don't know if I'm buying that excuse from Paradise Decay. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure he could find some some places to play. I mean, I've literally seen that guy play VR in a haunted basement, a bowling alley, uh, a fishing pond. Where else? An open field. I can't. I mean, the dude has played VR all over the place. So I, yeah, I'm still <laughs> waiting for his uh, skydiving while playing a skydiving VR game. Oh man, still waiting for that oh, one. Man, that that would be that would be intense. I I can't even imagine that. But you, what would be cool though is doing one of those wind tunnel things where it's like a huge fan that pushes you up into the air and it feels like you're skydiving. Oh, yeah. That would be pretty cool in VR for sure. That yeah, the tracking awesome. would be a bit easier, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it would track and just open. Uh, I mean, you really all you'd have to do is like a 360 video, though, probably as well. You wouldn't even really need tracking once you're just free falling out of a plane. But yeah, and Tyler said people's garages. Uh, you need a lot of room, though. I don't. I don't think people know how big of a space you need. Like yeah. I would imagine most people don't really have the space. I mean, a finished yeah. basement, I think, is your best bet. I mean, I mean, you need a warehouse to, to take full advantage of what it can do. I think you would almost need a warehouse, to be honest. I mean, a big empty warehouse with good lighting. And, and another problem is, is like the, probably the reason they ask about tracking is because once you get a place that is that big and if it's just a plain, you know, concrete floor or something in, a, in a, an area that big, how well is it going to track? I mean, it's probably going to have some issues with tracking if there's nothing to use for reference, you know. So how much would you pay for something like this to go um to like an arcade with a couple people. I mean, I think that that to me is what the ultimate use case is because like you said, there's going to be so, so much uh, limited space for people to do this in their homes that that is really where this is going to shine. But I mean, depending on how long you get to go, I mean, I I'd pay 30 bucks, $35 or something to play with some friends. I mean, I think that was, that would be well worth it. I mean, yeah, it's similar to a price of like laser tag, you know, 20, $30 for an hour. Yeah, and I mean, the environments that you can set up in this are endless. I mean, how often do you get to play laser tag on Mars or, you know, just any kind of, I mean, your favorite movie set or anything. I mean, you could, I mean, literally limitless of what you could do play space-wise inside of here. I mean, you could recreate battles, uh, historic battles inside of VR that you're actually moving around these places. You know, you could be in Germany or wherever. I mean, how that would be insane to me. I think that would be amazing. That'd be really cool, but... Yeah, these guys are really opening the door to this whole um, warehouse type of uh, VR gameplay. Like, imagine if they had like a like a six uh, six story building that you go through, oh, and it's man. like a wave wave based shooter that you play, like a co op one. Yeah. And you're you're actually advancing up the steps, and you got to make it to the top. And yeah, I didn't even think about so levels. many single player co op. I mean, we're yeah. talking about one v one right now, but you can definitely do like wave shooters where you're working together. And they already got stuff like that, though, sort of with um. Have you done any of those? Like the uh, no, what are those called? I'm trying to think of the name now. Like in uh, they got uh, some in California. Yeah, I can't think of the name now. You know what I'm talking about. Oh though, yeah, yeah, I definitely know what you're talking about. But I have Star- not done the Star Wars ones. Yeah, the Void, the Void. Void, yep. Yeah, yep. I wanted to do that. Uh, I think they had one in Vegas when we were out there, but we didn't do it, and I should have because no, I didn't have anybody that really wanted to do it with me. Like my wife would have, but she was like, eh, you know, like I don't know if I really want to do it. So, but I definitely. 
at some point I got to do one of those because I hear that that's just VR on a whole other level that most of us have not experienced. Uh, Luke Rogie in chat says uh, VR bungee jumping is actually a thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be. An, how do you keep it on your head? Like I feel like bungee. Yeah, you would have to have like a chin strap that goes underneath. Cause I feel like as soon as that tension goes on that bungee strap, that thing would come flying off. But it'd be pretty cool. I would definitely try it. Let's see what else we got. Okay, I uh, do want uh, another. So we were talking about some of the games. Uh, I don't know what we got off track on, but uh, well, going back really quickly too to Echo Arena because we kind of just brushed over it. Yeah. I mean, for those that haven't played that game, that game, and it's something too. It's I like that they just came out with this release because I had kind of had forgotten about that game, mm -hmm. and for whatever reason, I never played it a lot when they finally released the um the combat mode. Yeah. But that game is it's it's one of the best games in VR as long as you can handle uh the motion sickness that can come from it because that game is super uh you really need to be our, a vr veteran to play yeah. that game and it's not easy i mean i know when i went in there you know i haven't played it a lot the regular version on pc mm -hmm. and uh it's echo arena i think right did you play the yeah, one with echo the guns arena. or the no, one i where did not i have golf. not played with the ones with the guns i've played the the one with well, the, the disc Soccer. yeah Yep. Yeah, and I mean, it, me and Tyler have played it back when it first came out. We played it a little bit, but it's tough because there's there's people in there that are so good, and I don't know if they have any kind of ranking system now. But you go in there with these people that are ridiculously good, and it's just like, man, I just get destroyed. Like <laughs> I get I get beat so bad. But I do want to try uh, the one with the guns, like Echo Combat. I have yeah, not tried that. To. Yeah, so I it's need to so try good. that. And I think this is going to be a big one when it comes to Quest. When this does finally come out on Quest, I think this is going to be a pretty big uh, title that people are going to be super excited about. So, like I said, there is the beta that you can sign up for. Uh, that was some of the stuff we got out of Oculus from GDC stuff that they would have done at GDC. Uh, we also have B-Team. This is coming to Oculus Quest. And this is actually a Go game. So this was actually has been out on Go Oculus Go for a little while. I've never played it on there. Uh, but this is an Alien Adventure arcade game. B-Team will arrive on Quest March 26th, the same day as Spine Tingling Puzzle Game, The Room VR, A Dark Matter Drops on Quest, and Rift. Sci-Fi Esports title Echo VR will also host Closed Off on March 26th. So on March 26th, there's quite a bit of stuff happening. Uh, but this one looks pretty decent. And I was looking at some of the reviews on Go, and they were a little bit mixed. So I don't know what all they're changing in this to bring it to Quest. I never played this on Go. I don't know. Did you ever have a Go? I don't know if you had a Go. Never had a go. Yeah, so I have not played this, but it looks pretty cool from the trailer. I mean, it looks like it might be some tr something interesting uh, to play on Quest. So, and as far as I know, it is a single player single player game. But yeah, I didn't know it was a go game because one of my first impressions of it, first of all, the trailer is like very like action packed, and there's just so much going on. Right. I would almost want to see like a slow down version of the gameplay because they just show quick snippets of like three seconds of like. It's hard to tell what exactly you're doing. There's just so much stuff going on. There's different characters. Right. Yeah, my first impressions was like, oh, this looks like a quest game, like it, <sighs> the graphics. So I don't know if this is going to be on PC VR. Hopefully, I don't know you know, if the graphics are going to be bumped up a little bit. But I guess if the gameplay is good enough, you could uh, get yeah. past that. Only thing I saw was Quest. I can't imagine that they wouldn't bring it to Rift, but I'm not sure. But, I mean, it is from Twisted Pixel. So, I mean, that just the name itself, you know, makes me pretty excited for the game. I don't think they're going to put out something that's – too terrible or anything but uh the fact that it came out for go originally and the the reviews were kind of mixed on it made me after i realized that i was kind of like eh, i'm not as excited as i was for it but i don't know if anybody in chat has played this on go and they have some thoughts that maybe they could share uh but yeah but this is coming i think it said march 26th so price point on that um i don't know 
I probably could look it up on the go. I'm not sure if the price is going to change for Quest, and I'm not sure if there's any kind of cross-buy, you know, between Go and Quest. Like, if you already owned it on Go, are you going to get it for free on Quest? I'm not sure. I don't think they mentioned that, but but it looks pretty cool. So it says, uh, it's a pretty simple experience, not too dissimilar to Armature's Fail Factory. It definitely isn't the deep single-player action game some Quest fans will be looking for, but it's easy to jump into. It might be good for quickly showing friends and family the Quest version will, of course, come with enhanced six degrees of freedom controller. So I'm sure, you know, on the go, you only have one controller. So I know they, they have uh, changed that up. But so Yeah, I still want to pick up a go. I'm waiting for them to go down to like 100 bucks. I think yeah. for a hundred bucks, I would grab one just to jump into some like, watch like some VR videos in my bed and stuff at night, just chill out. Yeah, I don't know what they uh, and I mean, share what, VR with people. They're like one. They go on sale for like one fifty. Like yeah, that's what I was regular. Yeah, still a bit high for me with already owning a Rift S, but yeah, for sure. Eventually, they're gonna either run out of stock or they'll sell them for really cheap. Yeah, and uh, one of them that I'm pretty excited about, and I don't know why because I'm not. Oh, this one's got sound on it. But I'm not a uh, super big horror game guy. But have you seen this trailer, Lies Beneath? This looks good. Man, I mean, it, it looks really good. It's tough, too, to capture uh, these kind of dark games. It's yeah, always it tough is. to capture uh, gameplay footage. You really got to be in it to feel that dark room oh, that you're yeah. in. Like this. I mean, dark, you can't see anything. Darkness in VR is a scary thing to me. I don't know why. It's just, it's it, so intense because you know in a game like this that something bad is going to happen, something creepy is going to happen, and it's so dark, you don't know what to expect. You can't see it coming, and this just looks extremely creepy. I don't it's know. It's creepy. It looks, it looks, and I like the the graphic style. You know, I like how they pop up the words and, you know, stuff like that. It's, you know, just arcadey and kind of kind of cool looking, but. This part's freaky here. I know, it's so weird. I know there's going to be some people that love this game, though. Like, when they shoot like about the it stuff, too, like, I love that. These enemies come at you quick. I like that, because you get that sense of urgency. But when things are running at you in VR, you really feel like you're being attacked. Yeah, for sure, no doubt. Yeah, I think this one looks really good. I don't Physics remember, there. Yeah, I don't know what the release date. I don't know if we have a release date for this one. Let's try to find it. So it's coming to Oculus Quest on March 31st. The Rift version will follow on April 14th. So not too long from now. I mean, we're getting a lot of stuff pretty soon. I mean, towards the end of this month and stuff like that, beginning of next month, uh, a lot of stuff all at the same time, really. And, and, you know, a lot of people, not everybody's going to be playing Half-Life Alex because not everybody has a PC. So it's good that we're still getting some really cool-looking titles coming to Quest and stuff as well because – I know there's going to be a lot of people that have quests that don't have a PC that are really bummed that they're not able to play Half-Life Alex. I think it's it's going to be it's going to be hard for some people for sure. Uh, also, Phantom Covert Ops uh, release date is June 25th, and that's another one that looks really really good. I know the people that have played that uh, are really excited about that game to see to see that one get released so that one is june 25th which i know a lot of these games have been announced before I, I mean there wasn't a whole lot that came out of oculus that was like mind-blowing uh you know new game that we didn't see coming or anything like that a lot of it was updated trailers uh release dates for stuff and all that but it's still some exciting stuff we didn't i don't think we got anything announced for rift though it was all the focus was really all on quest which isn't too surprising but this will be coming for rift as well though right 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 yep this is coming to rift as well 
So, and I believe on the same date, G25th is going to be Rift and Quest. So, but I mean, we knew this one was coming, you know, we knew this one was coming to, to PCVR and Quest. So it wasn't a surprise announcement, which I was really hoping for some surprise announcements. Some, you know, maybe some big title that we didn't know was coming to VR that Oculus is backed, you know, something like that, which we really didn't get. Uh, we did get some Oculus Del Mar stuff though. We got some, uh, did you see any of that kind of stuff for this? this I haven't leaked? seen any of the Del Mar yet. Yeah, so this is basically in um, the notes and stuff of some of the stuff that came out. It was the the words and stuff were used, the wording and stuff like that were, were used for this thing. Uh, it says Oculus Del Mar development. It says the information contained on this page is restri restricted to early Del Mar developers only. Do not share this information. Any questions should be directed to the Del Mar first access forum on your Oculus partner. So we don't really know. And a lot of the images that people are showing are actually uh, Half Dome 2. That's the image that is linked with uh, this Del Mar that I'm seeing on a lot of the websites and stuff. But as far as I know, that is the Half Dome 2 prototype. And that's not actually whatever the Del Mar is. And nobody knows. Like, we don't know. Is this a, a go-to? Is this a Quest 2? Is this a Quest Pro? I mean, we really have no idea. We know that, you know, people have mentioned the... Uh, Jedi or something like that. I can't remember what the name for the controller, the code name for the controller, but so people are expecting some kind of possibly a uh, new headset that they're going to be announcing maybe at uh, the next Oculus connect or something like that. I'm not sure, but it's kind of exciting to see that there's something in the, in the works that we don't know about, but I, I can't see them doing another go. Uh, I know they talked about if they would do another go, it would be a controllerless headset it would use all hand tracking because it would be more of like a media consumption device and huh. so i can't imagine it would be a go because it does list a controller so i have no idea but i feel like in this climate right now it's it's kind of hard to even think about a quest 2 coming out already especially with the supply chain of the first quest being so low and you know we don't know when these things are come back inside i guess the only benefit of that is that if they did release another quest they don't have any back catalog of the regular quests the first quest to try to sell out of first you know what i mean that's pretty much all depleted so i guess they they could look at it that way but what, what are your thoughts on this do you have any thoughts about this del mar headset all i know is that the next the quest 2 or whatever this is going to be for me to want to buy it as like a pc gamer mainly pc vr gamer I want to see the Quest 2 have some kind of HDMI out kind of thing to where there's no there's no compression that's being done. Um, I can use it both as a PC VR headset and then I can take it on the go. Right. Um, you can kind of already do that with the Oculus Quest. And from what I've heard, Oculus Link works, you know, 99% as good as like a Rift S, but um, it would be nice to see them really combine the two. You can use it as a PC VR headset and right. then you can uh, take it on the go. Hopefully they keep going up with all the cross buy stuff. That way, um, it'll be more seamless. Yeah, but uh, switching back and forth. That's the main thing I want to see, to be honest. Yeah, what I've felt for a while now is that there wasn't going to be uh, these split up headsets anymore. My thought was that there's not going to be a Go Two or a Quest Two or a True Rift Two. My thought was that it's going to be every, all of those things into one. You know, if they can get, uh, I think the future is definitely wireless streaming from the PC so that they can get that down, you know, really, really well. Uh, I don't see why they can't do a quest two or whatever that does everything, you know, that runs all the PC VR titles that you can wire it in, like you're saying, or has really, really good, uh, Wi-Fi streaming capabilities, uh, or something like that. But that was 
that has been my thought for a little while, and I don't know if that is what this is, but I think that is probably the route that they should go instead of trying to split it all up in three different markets. I think it should be one headset that everybody can buy and it can do everything anybody wants it to do. You know what I mean? So I don't know, though. Yeah, if they can find a way to go modular and if they can get the hand tracking down really good, yeah, uh, maybe they can find a way to just sell a bare bones headset that's cheaper and uh, doesn't even come with controllers. And then if you want to get the controllers, then you can play yeah. all the controller games. That's and then if you, to, uh, if you want to link it up to the PC, they can have other um, maybe, I don't know, 5G type of add-ons that could uh, have that capability. Yeah. So uh, Greg's VR said, I'm so ready for 140 degrees. Which, yeah, I mean, hopefully any future headset is going to be a wider field of view, wider field of view for sure, I'm hoping, because uh, we definitely need I mean, the Rift S and the Quest are a pretty narrow field of views. But a uh, gaming science teacher said, I think it's interesting uh, if they're already having external devs test with it. And that's what it seemed like from the wording in that thing, that there are developers that already have this, you know, that have already been hands-on with whatever this Delmar device is. So that's pretty pretty promising that this could be a real product that's not too far out in the future. I mean, they've, they've codenamed all of their headsets ever since I believe the DK two, uh, they they've codenamed them all, you know, quest with Santa Cruz back in the day. So it's hard to say what this really could be. I'm hoping, you know, with Oculus, the next Oculus connect, we'd at least get some more info about what this is, but it's still fun to speculate. I'm sure there's going to be a, a ton of speculation going on and people will be trying to guess what it is and everything else. And hopefully there'll be some more leaks and, uh, we'll get a little information a little bit sooner, but hard to say. So another thing I did want to get into is color space. This came out, uh, this past week, I believe. And let me see here. I got a trailer for it somewhere. Yeah. You got to see the trailer. This is great. Yeah. And, and this is, this is pretty cool. This intrigued me for a couple of different reasons. When I first saw this, uh, one is the first thing I thought of is my wife. Like, it seems like something that my wife would really enjoy. And I, I showed her the trailer and stuff and she was like, yeah, that looks pretty cool, you know? So she actually played this for a while and, uh, I put it, I put her in it last night and I was like, oh, just check it out real quick. You know, like we had some other stuff we were trying to do. I was like, oh, just check it out real quick. Well, she ended up staying in there for probably 30, 45 minutes and she did a couple different scenes that she colored. Uh, and it's pretty cool. So I'm going to read what they write about. It. it says coloring books are a timeless, easy way for adults and kids to have fun making art. But what if you could step into the coloring book? In color space, you don't just color in a scene. You color a scene from the inside. Equipped with a palette and a coloring wand, you, you're transported into any of 13 beautiful black and white worlds. You fill in the world with as many colors as you like, one tree, rock, and flower at a time. As you col color, the scene comes to life around you. Rivers run, birds fly, planets revolve, and meteors shine. The soundscape responds hypnotically as you color which to me was one of the really cool things about the game is how once you started to color things they would actually start to move and come alive so it wasn't just a completely static scene you know there there's like music to it and everything else so it, it's really pretty cool that was one of my favorite things about it but uh let me see so this is the one i was coloring and we do have some codes to give away for this. So like I said, make sure you're ready. We have a couple codes to give away for this. We do have a Gleam giveaway as well in case your uh, your fingers aren't as fast or your internet's not as fast. You can still have a chance at, uh, at getting this. And I think another great thing about this is for kids. And 
like I know my nephew, he comes over and he's pretty young and he, every single time he comes over, he tells me he wants to see the robot and the robot is the robot in first contact. And he's pretty young. So I don't like to keep him in there forever. And there's limited things of what he can understand to do, you know, like he can't figure out a full game on his own, but something like this, you know, I can put him in this and he would absolutely love this. And it's so easy to use. It's not a hard thing to play. It's not a hard thing to pick up. You use, you literally pick your colors and you choose what you want to be what color. Uh, and this is actually my gameplay of one of the, the worlds that I went into. I actually played this this morning. Uh, my wife played it yesterday, but this is a pretty cool game. So I think uh, for kids and for relaxing, we talked about this on our show before about what people do sometimes using VR to relax. For me, VR is not usually something that I do to relax, but it can be. Usually I'm playing, you know, some crazy game that I'm moving all around and, and sweating and whatever else, but it is nice sometimes to just wind down. And especially in the environment of the world that we're in now, it's nice to sometimes just sit back, relax and let your escape mind a little bit. Yeah. Escape a little bit. And something like this is a great thing to be able to do right now to just relax, take your mind off stuff, wind down. Uh, is there anything that you use for stuff like that? Um, I've done tilt brush in the past. Um, that was pretty relaxing. Uh, you can kind of bring the environments to life a little bit with some of like the animated textures. Yeah. But I think this is just nice. This kind of just brings everything together. Does it all that kind of work for you? Um, what's the locomotion like in this? So there is none. As far as anything I uh, did, it's all you're standing in this space. You can't move. Phys I mean, you could physically walk around some of the space, but you can't like teleport or walk or anything like that. Uh, you, it's just you basically sitting down and you can pick, you know, colors by pointing at the things and what you want to color. So there is no worry about that if you're if you're prone to motion sickness. Did you have any difficulties painting small objects that were at a distance, trying to like aim in on them? Like, wonder if there'd be like a zoom feature or something like that. I didn't have any issues at all, really, and none of it's like super far away. And at the end of the video, I actually realized that you could like the whole environment that you kind of see in the background and the whole thing around you, you can paint, and that's one piece of the puzzle. You know, what I mean, you don't have to individually do everything that's really far away. So I didn't have any issues with it at all. Uh, the only issue that I ran into with it is just my limited creativity. <laughs> that is the only issue I ran into because I'm like, wait a minute, it doesn't tell me what color to paint everything. How am I supposed to know what color to make it? And then I'm like, okay, I just make it whatever I want, you know, and I'm not a super Paint everything creative. brown. Right, right. I mean, you could, but, <laughs> you know, it's not, it, it, there is no instruction. So you can do literally any color you want. And, you know, this is like you talked about be, being a tilt brush and that was one of the things you used. And I've messed around with those things a little bit, but I'm just not that artistic, you know, so I don't, it's hard for me to get into it because I, I can't make things that are really complicated and really cool with this. You know, it's easy for me because I can, I can pick colors and, you know, and like you see that car kind of came to life and drove away as soon as you color that stuff's really cool. But for me, this is a lot more simplified and more up my alley for something that I, I feel like <laughs> I'm creative enough to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Medium uh, is another one. Have you played medium at all? Mm -hmm. The sculpting? I'm no that good at that one either. That's really good as well. <laughs> Um, I hope they do something with like, uh, I've recently gotten into programs like Blender, learning how to do like 3D animation, modeling, uh, you can do all kinds of coloring and texture coloring in that. I'd really love to see some VR implementation because all that stuff's in 3D to begin with. Yeah. So it'd be really cool if they find a way that you can just, in VR, you can work on stuff in VR, see it all in VR. Uh, the one thing that I'm hoping that this game has, does it have some kind of way to take pictures in the game and share your know. pictures? Yeah, I don't know, honestly. I'm not sure about that. I didn't see that option anywhere. 
So I'm not sure if that's not an option, though. That would be something good to uh, – because, I mean, really these – I mean, they look really cool once they're all colored mm-hmm. and they're filled in. And honestly, it would be even cool as setting as like a background or if you could use this and you could take it and set it as your home environment. You know, if you put on your Oculus Quest or your Rift or whatever, this could be your home environment that you load into these some of these things I think would be really cool. But yeah, I don't yeah, know if that's an option People are going to want to share their work. I mean, you can share it in this way with the video, but – It'd be nice if they had some kind of feature. You just snap the picture, and then you can just uh, directly upload it to, you know, Twitter, wherever you want to do, share it. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be really cool. That's a good option. But uh, we do have the link to this in the description, too, if you do want to check this out. And if you're paying attention, that's the second code that's up there on the screen. So uh, if you were, I know some people said, dang it, I didn't notice it when it first popped up. So, <laughs> so we do oh, have VR Wife Life, uh, if you hit the menu button, uh, you can take a picture. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like so, I said, she was in there for a little while longer than I was, but... Yeah, that's cool. Oh, and uh, the developers are in chat too. They are, uh, I'm not sure if that's Lighthouse or Lighthouse. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Uh, they just said something in the comments, and so they are in here as well. So if you want to ask them any questions uh, about their game. so And I, I'm curious too if they have any plans, and they can answer this in there, if they have any plans for uh, more content. that, And I assume they are, but more levels and stuff like that and what kind of some of their plans are for the future of this. Because I think it is a really cool concept and it's 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 simplified more like i said compared to some of the things like medium and tilt brush you know where you don't have to be as super artistic and creative to have fun and just relax in an environment like this i am curious to see what their some of their future plans might be but yeah it'd be interesting to hear if they plan (laughs) on doing any stuff with like ip stuff like a marvel uh coloring book or something like that yeah yeah that would be really cool that would be really cool so vr spry guy said uh, i should have my wife do the show she knows more than i do (laughs) she does know more than i do about some of these games she does she does play uh some vr like this kind of stuff she did spend more time in this than i did for sure i did this one level uh she did a couple different levels so yeah it's pretty cool but i just got it yesterday so it is pretty neat but so the gaming science teacher said house in German sounds just the same. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up for me. I do appreciate that. Cause I wasn't sure. <laughs> Lighthouse. Yeah. So make sure you do sign up for the gleam though, too. Cause I know if you're, like I said, if you don't get one of these codes that we're giving away today, you still have a chance. So, uh, Tyler said, can't wait to play this. He hasn't got to try this yet. I think he did take his quest with him, uh, to on his trip where he went. So I don't know if he got any time to play that or, or what? This is one of the ones my wife uh, colored in here, but I'm sure we'll get into that some on the show next week. He can give us some updates of where is, where he's been and all that. Is this on um, Rift as well? I uh, believe Rift so. S? Yes, I believe so. I believe it's on Rift and Quest at, at this point. I don't know about Steam. I'm not sure about Steam. They might be able to answer that too. Uh, they said yes. We're talking a lot about adding scenes and adding a more advanced palette so you can get some uh, some more detailed about how you color, which is kind of cool. Uh, like you can see in here, there's all these circle colors, and then you can click on the palette on the side, and it brings up some more uh, more of those shades of that color wheel. So, but I do think that would be cool if they do some more uh, some more color. I think somebody asked if there was gray and black, and I don't think there was gray and black on the palette wheel, but there were a decent amount of colors to choose from. So, it's pretty cool. Um, I would also recommend to Lighthouse if there's any possibility of adding it, or if it already exists, um, definitely mixed reality uh, implementation for doing capture and stuff like that. All these kind of games really, yeah. you can really show them off well when you're you're sitting there with a mixed reality uh, stream yeah. or video. And it looks like showing. you're really fully in there. <clears throat> that is true. Yeah, that's really cool. That would be cool. So this is the last one that we have to give away uh, on the show. So hopefully somebody picked this one up. And like I said, there is still one on the Gleam giveaway. So 
but yeah, this is pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed it. I really think it's a great game to just kick back, relax. I mean, you don't, like I said, there is no locomotion, so you can just pull up a chair. That's a, that's what we both did. Uh, we just pulled up a chair and sat down and played and, and colored in, and it's a good way to relax and just uh, kick back and forget some of the craziness that's going on in the world. I like what they did there. I'm watching the video. It looks like they have like a symmetry mode on. So instead of having to paint all four of the leaves around the circle, right? it automatically paints the ones that would be symmetrical to it. That's right. pretty cool. Yep. So you don't got to individually take an hour to do everything. Right. Kind of helps speed it up a little bit. Yeah, it is cool. And I think uh, especially kids and stuff like that, I think they're going to love this. I mean, I know my nephew, he would just eat this up. He's actually pretty big into coloring right now. I have a... Uh, Sitting over there, there's a, a I'm a, a big Ninja Turtles fan, and he uh, he colored a Ninja Turtle for me, so I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, he'll definitely like this. So. <laughs> but hopefully, some people good. got the codes. If you did get the codes, uh, one thing I did want to mention: if you do get the codes, if you buy this game, please leave a uh, a review for the game on the store. That does help the developers out quite a bit. So please go ahead and leave a review on the store for the game for them. That'll that'll really help them out. So. And uh, so they also said Paradise Decay mentioned something about hand painting, and they said uh, hand painting is a good feature idea, and they are talking about it. So that is awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah. art and VR is a great combination for sure. I mean, yeah. you can just be so creative in a 3D space. Yeah, for sure. It really is. I mean, we talk about it all the time, just the, the limitless possibilities of VR. I mean, it truly is just absolutely limitless. I'm hoping someday they have some sort of a VR museum, whether it's online or whether you go to the museum and there's just open spaces and you put some kind of AR goggles on. Because yeah. uh, there are, there are pretty soon in the next 10 or 15 years, you're already seeing some of the people pop up that are known uh, VR artists. Uh, yeah, I forget oh, yeah. the one girl's name, Ro but you always see her Rosie. stuff on uh, Rosie. Yeah, Rosie. Yeah, she does yeah, really, incredible. really cool stuff. Yeah, she did like but, a whole like 25 yeah. Days of Christmas thing and all that stuff. I mean, she's just absolutely, extremely talented. But. But yeah, to have a place to go to show that stuff off would be awesome. Walk around it, look at it up close. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see what else we got going on here. I think that's just about it as far as some of this stuff. And now we can dive a little bit deeper into some, a little bit of a crazy topic of uh, brain interface computers and stuff like that. I know you uh, were kind of excited to talk about some of this stuff, but uh, one of the things that kind of made me want to get a little bit on this topic was the whole uh, interview with Gabe uh, from Valve. And he talked about, you know, where one of the things he mentioned and gaming science teacher actually brought it up in the beginning of the show is that he said that we're, we're much closer to the matrix than what we realize. And I was like, wait, what? Like, that's kind of crazy, right? I mean, that's a pretty, pretty bold statement to say. And, and from a guy like him, we know that he's been working on some brain interface stuff. And we know that's, a, that's one of the things that really intrigues him. And we got guys like him working on this stuff. We got guys like John Carmack working on AI. And, you know, there's talk about merging these things together. And man, the future is absolutely crazy. It just blows my mind. Don't forget a uh, neural link with uh, Elon Musk yeah, as well. Yeah, with Elon Musk. Yeah, I was watching some of that stuff, and it's just like, I mean, that with uh, with the neural link uh, with Elon Musk, that's actually an implant that goes into your brain that is like these really fine fibers and stuff. That, I mean, it's just it's crazy. I, that is pushing the limits for anything I would want to do. Uh, oh, some I'm getting of, it. <laughs> you're, you're already set up to have the surgery done. <laughs> well, I can see the best use case for it because I'm a slow typer. And my handwriting is atrocious. And huh. a lot of the times when I'm like brainstorming for ideas and stuff, yeah. the ideas are flowing through my brain so much faster than I can like write them down or type them. 
um, in theory, if this brain interface works, you could just have like a palette where you would your your stuff that you're thinking of would just instantly just get written down like as text. That's so so it'd be it'd be like a one to one ratio of how fast you could think of something would be how fast you could you know store it, save it, write it. People wouldn't even be using keyboards anymore. You just uh, plug That's into so your computer. <laughs> so crazy to think about. Uh, I did want to mention real quick. They were saying, uh, where was it? That Danny Bittman in this channel is the artist who created all of this. So I think the artist may have been in the chat as well. That was for that. Uh, oh, nice color game, color space. So that's pretty cool. Some people are still talking about that in there. Pretty awesome. Yeah, but yeah, the game did look good. So yeah, that was what really got us on this topic. It was what Gabe said in that interview. I'm gonna play a little bit of this. I hopefully they don't pull it down. I just pulled a piece about it that he was talking about it, and I'm gonna play this here real quick. Hopefully it doesn't echo. You know, we're way closer to the Matrix than people realize, right? It's Sounds not gonna good be on the Matrix. The Matrix is, you know, a, a movie, and it misses all the interesting technical subtleties and just how weird that the post-brain computer interface world is going to be. Reading and writing to somebody's motor cortex is much more of a tractable problem than making people feel cold. And you never would have guessed that. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, they, it seems like it's not even going to be a problem. Like it's so much of the stuff is already figured out and I'm sure not all of it, obviously, but there's a lot of it that is figured out already and that they can all, I mean, they've been messing with this stuff for, I mean, years now. I mean, how long has the Neuralink stuff been talked about at least probably two years. So this stuff has been around and I did want to show this. Uh, this is actually an add on that they've come out with. This is Luxid VR, I believe it's pronounced. And this is an add on that's for the Vive. And now they have one for the Rift S as well. And this is something that you're going to be able to purchase. And it actually has sensors that go onto your forehead that make this thing work with basically your the way your brain fires off electrically. It's able to pick that up. And this is something that supposedly is going to be available here real soon, which is pretty wild to think about. To, so they do a really bad job, I feel like, in this trailer of explaining what that thing even does. Right, right. They do. I did some more reading on it, and I, I think I get what they're getting at, but the trailer doesn't really show at all what it's what it's doing. It no, just shows it a really guy with a headset on, and then yeah, like they don't even explain anything with text or anything. Yeah, like, do you even really. know what it does? So, I mean, it, basically, they say that it has nine EEG electrodes to make contact with the user's forehead. Uh and let me see, I don't know exactly the whole breakdown of how, how this thing works and what it actually does. I'm trying to see through my notes uh, where they talked a little bit more about it. Uh, it said uh, the Luxid Link may seem like a gaming accessory at first glance, and it could certainly be used to modify a game based on the player's emotions, which when I read that before, that was one of the things that really yep. like kind of popped out at me, the, the fact that you could change a game. This would be able to, I don't know the extent of how much it could read your emotions, but it could definitely tell a change in emotions and you know like i said i don't know how advanced this actual product is but uh the company hopes that businesses and healthcare providers leverage the brain sensing technology uh for example a car manufacturer could have focus group members wear lucid link to get a more objective reaction to a product therapists hmm. could use the vr add-on to create a less stressful take on exposure therapy while also better understanding the patient's reaction uh so that, I mean, that's basically what they want this thing to be used for. It's not technically going to be a gaming device, but I mean, it, I, I, I don't understand it fully of how this thing is able to tell, you know, how somebody is reacting to a product or reacting to how therapy works. I mean, there's obviously some pretty complex 
calculations that this thing can make by how your brain is firing off. But yeah, a couple of use cases that I was thinking of, um, and it reminded me too of a Black Mirror episode. I don't know if you remember, um, I think it was either the second or third season when the guy goes to the VR company and helps them work on the game. He's like uh, paid just to help them out for the day, but he gets put into a horror game. And um, how this would work, this device, I would imagine, so picture in the beginning of the game, you put this device on, and then they show you a bunch of images, say it's a horror game. They could figure out by you're looking at all the different yeah. images, they could figure out what scares what, you the yeah, most. what scares you the most, yeah. And you wouldn't even know, looking at them, you know, subconsciously, you wouldn't even know what scares you the most, maybe. Right. Um, and then you get into the game, and it could procedurally generate uh, a horror experience right. based on what scares you the most. So I think that'd be a good use case. Uh, maybe adjusting difficulty on the fly, too. Yeah. Uh, if, if a game is, like, too difficult and you're, like, stressed out, uh or if it's too easy, maybe it would be able yeah. to detect those uh, patterns. Throw, throw some more enemies at you, maybe some more complicated moves that they're able to do. Uh, Skiva said uh, that they have two uh, two games you you can use with it that works on concentrating. So uh, I know Facebook, Oculus has also bought a company. I can't remember what the name of that company was. Now we talked about it before that uh, was working on some of this. And I think they were using a wrist strap that was able to tell uh, some of the things that you were, you know, wanting to do with your brain like you they were actually showing you know a mouse moving on the screen different things moving on the screen without moving your physical body just by thinking about moving that cursor on the screen and it, it, it still kind of blows my mind that that's even a, a thing that's possible but yeah i mean some people are saying in chat that it's pretty scary uh <laughs> funky deep said lie detectors everywhere <laughs> uh aquatic Boralis said sounds scary to me that kind of tech is the next level in social media manipulation and i think there are going to be some you know once this tech really starts to come out and be available there's going to be some really strong kind of stipulations that need to go on around this because i mean how much of this can it really read your mind how much can it tell what your thoughts are how much you know, how much more can they target advertise, you know, commercials to you and everything else if they know what you're subconsciously thinking about, you know, and, I, and I'm sure that some of that tech isn't completely there yet where they can tell your exact thoughts and everything else, but it's, I'm sure it's going to get there at some point, which is kind of crazy, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's going to be used for more towards like the, the medical side of stuff and like they said, advertising and really getting a good uh, test of what people like the most. Because I think sometimes when people are like reviewing things for companies, you're, you know, sometimes you're not even really conveying your emotions as well as like a device like this could, you know. Right. You're trying to be nice to them sometimes about certain things. You don't want to be rude, like, right. oh, you know, I, I kind of liked how that looked, but, you know, but you really maybe didn't. it could be better. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want to be rude about it, but this right. would just bypass all of that. And uh, they would, everyone would go in knowing that and maybe would get the best results. So I think that's probably going to be the best use case. Um, maybe it could be used people in uh, medical conditions. I don't know if it could detect your brain when you're, uh, you know, sitting there in a bed unable to move, but they could tell if people are stressed. And um, I'm sure they are to use stuff like this, I would imagine. Um, but maybe not. Maybe this is groundbreaking uh, stuff that people are going to be seeing like in the medical field more without even a VR headset on, you know. Right. It almost seems like, what they're using the VR headset for, it almost seems like it's not, I get, you get the visual tracking one-to-one. -one, so that's, you can connect the image based on the way the head's moving. And based on what the eyes are seeing, you can connect that one-to-one -one with the, um, 
the feedback from right. the brain measurement. But I mean, I wonder I if could... this could even be used. Like, you know, we all talked about foveated rendering and, and eye tracking mm -hmm. and stuff. I mean, could this take the place of actual modules that are tracking where your eyes are moving? You know, if they can connect to what your brain is doing, because your brain controls where your eyes are moving, it can actually anticipate where you're going to look and, and use foveated rendering in that sense instead of a camera that's just detecting where your eye is looking. I mean, is that a possibility, I wonder? I don't see Might why be. not. I don't see why not. Yeah, because something like that, because with foveated rendering, um, I just don't see how that's going to work with the latency of tracking your eye movement. Right. Because eye movements are so quick and twitch-based. Yeah. But if you could do something with the brain-based, because I know how your brain works is like, say you want to move your eye to the left, like your brain already sends that signal before your eye moves. Yeah, and you're not even thinking about it. I mean, you don't even consciously think, I want to move my eye to the left. You know, it just happens so quick. But So that would be a way of detecting it mm -hmm. earlier to uh, reduce the uh, overall latency of what uh, the foveated rendering would do. So yeah, maybe they'll maybe they'll combine the two at some point. Yeah, I think they possibly could. And even like we talked about with that show that's coming out uh, with on Prime, you know, uploaded, I think it was called, it, you know, this is... In, in a sense, you know, like Gabe said, we're getting closer to the matrix than what we realize. And, you know, VR headsets, we, we, there might come a day where we don't have, we don't worry about the weight, uh, the weight of the headset, it being front heavy weight distribution, you know, sweat soaking into the headset, because you're not even going to be wearing a headset. Like we talked about, you, you, you could almost be in a dream state of VR that anything, absolutely anything is possible, which is, I don't know if that's, you know, a good thing or a bad thing per se, but it is, it is kind of wild. <laughs> Rizzle Rock, Rizzle Rock. said uh, find Tyler fun because like where is he <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so Tyler should be back next episode next episode Tyler should be back as long as everything works out well for him uh, on his travels back like uh, we broke it down a little bit in the beginning of the show that he wasn't actually uh, in any kind of danger or anything like that he he took a, a last minute kind of vacation and uh, so he is on his drive back today traveling back from where he was at so hopefully it doesn't run into too much craziness with everything being shut down and everything like that but as long as he gets back safe and sound he should be here uh, next week next Saturday so but we do appreciate the super chat we really do so. Yeah, going real quick, going back to that dream VR stuff and like going to sleep and like having it be like an upload. A lot of people nowadays think of VR or gaming in general as like a waste of time and like it's taking time out of your day. You could be doing other stuff. Imagine if at night you go to bed, you still get a full night's rest, but you're playing a game the entire time. Man, like it's like an active dream. Wild. So it's like you can you can actually get stuff done. I've uh, thought of this before. If we could ever find a way once we understand the brain enough. You could literally get work done while you're in a dream. You could yeah. actually work while you're sleeping if you want to do. How amazing would that be? <laughs> you get your you get your day's work done while you're asleep, and then the rest of the day is a free day. Because I mean, rest is absolutely a necessary thing of life. You know, we can't make it through life For without now, it. Yeah. But but it is, uh, like you said, it's it's kind of wasted time in a sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, most people sleep, you know, six to eight hours a, a night. And that's a lot. I mean, that's a work day. Most people have an eight hour work day. I mean, that's a full work day that you put in every night just in sleeping. Which, you know, and it's kind of crazy. And I wonder, like you said, if we get to that place where you could have dream VR, you know, and you could do that kind of stuff in your sleep, would that still be restful sleep? Because, I mean, our brains never shut off, right? Like when we sleep, our brains don't stop working. I mean, we're still breathing our, you know, all of those things are still taking place. We are dreaming. Uh, and you know, you, you dream all throughout the night, they say a lot of times too. And a lot of times you don't remember all those dreams, but they're still happening. So your brain activity is still going on at night. I'm sure it slows down compared to how much your brain fires off during the day, but 
yeah, that, that's a very interesting concept that could someday be a reality for sure. Yeah, I think we're I think we're a couple hundred years out. I know the um, just the development of science and understanding the brain is just yeah we we know like less than like a percent like i mean it's barely know anything yeah it's like the most complicated thing in the whole world the human brain it's i I don't even know how i don't even understand how they can already understand the things that they do know but like you said there's so much they they don't know about how the brain works and i'm sure they're they're constantly figuring out more things but man it's just a wild thought to be able to think about and there was a show i can't remember if it was a show or a movie that we talked about on on our coffee vr show a while back that was uh, basically what we're talking about. And the person would go into VR with no headset on and they would, it was, you know, tapping into their brain and they would go into their chair and they would enter into different worlds and all these different things would happen be through basically like a dream state of VR. And that really is, you know, that's the kind of what the matrix that I think Gabe is kind of talking about when he says that we're closer to the matrix than what we think and not this kind of, you know, the trailer that we just showed, not that kind of VR where you're able to control things in VR through your brain, but you're actually for every intent and purpose, you're, you're somewhere else in your space. You know, I mean, it's like VR on steroids, you know, it's like VR times 10 where you're not just looking at something through a headset. You're, I mean, you, you are in another place, right? If you get to that level of technology, I mean, yeah, because right now currently, I mean, with our current technology, I can see in the next five or 10 years, we can pretty much master uh, the visual sense. Yeah. We can get that knocked out audio we could probably get that knocked out um there are certain games that do motion really well like uh the phantom what's the phantom game we just showed when you're in a kayak oh covert ops yeah phantom yeah games like that do it so perfectly because you're sitting down you're in a kayak so you know maybe it could be rocking like you're in the water but um another game we mentioned earlier too echo arena does it really well where it's a zero g environment right so by standing still you don't you don't feel taken out of that experience so much but pretty much any game with thumbstick motion, I mean, unfortunately, it's our best right. thing we have right now, but it's it's pretty immersive breaking, I mean, in general. You do yeah. get used to it, but um, I don't really see any uh, solutions coming up anytime soon as far as uh, treadmills or anything like that that's going right. to be... I mean, I would even, have to uh, imagine that all of this would, I mean, if it was a brain interface kind of a VR thing, that that would solve any kind of motion sickness because, I mean, in, in, a, in a dream world, you know, when you're dreaming, you're moving. I mean, I've had dreams, I mean, everybody's had the dream where you know, you're, you're trying to run away from something that's like trying to kill you or whatever. And you can't run. Have you ever had that dream? Like your legs just feel like they're 800 pounds and you're like trying to run. But for some reason in this dream, you just can't run. So, I mean, I, there's definitely physical movement that happens in dreams that don't make us sick. I mean, you don't wake up from a dream and be like, Oh my goodness, I'm so motion sick. You know that, I mean, that doesn't happen. So your brain is much better at tricking your body to believing something than any kind of VR headset that you're looking into, uh, would be able to trick your your body and your brain into you know your brain is very powerful thing so if they can tap into that it, it could be a pretty uh, scary world and I, I wanted to mention uh, Vindaloo said in the future we will all have dream jobs <laughs> dream job yeah literally dream job <laughs> I thought that was perfect but uh, one another thing that Gabe said and I, I if you haven't watched that interview it is pretty interesting it's great uh, he said um, so he, he said for for the industry as a whole. Uh, he said ex- that he believes once the brain interface computer stuff really gets to where it needs to be, he said that he believes it will be an extinction level event for every entertainment form that's not thinking about this. Which, uh, when he said that, I was like, man, that's true. Like, this this would change everything. This would change the movie industry, the music industry, the entertainment industry. You know, like, I mean, 
I mean, we talked about it a little bit last time about how much of a possibility, how many things are possible in VR. And it is a little bit scary too, because we talked about, you know, the, the movie, um, uh, ready player one about, you know, we don't really want the world to get to that level, but all of these things that I see happening could really make it to where you almost never have to leave your house, you know? And I don't know if that's a world that we all want to live in, but but it is, it is, I mean, it, there are so many things that are possible, especially when you start uh, putting this kind of stuff into it. And we already really don't have to leave our house for most of the things that we need to survive. I mean, almost everything can be delivered right to your door nowadays within a day or two. So it is kind of wild. I mean, everything will be affected by this, I think, when it comes to that, that time. Yeah, are you going to even want to watch movies uh, 20, 30 years from now when you could, instead of watching the movie, you could just be living the movie. You yeah, could be the, the main character of the movie. I mean... Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I even That's think that exciting. with VR now, like, I mean, it, it, to me, like going to a movie theater and watching a movie, it, it just seems like it's wasted potential for what a movie could be in VR. You know, if a movie was written in VR where you're fully surrounded and you can interact with that movie and maybe some things in the movie change depending on, you know, what you do just as a viewer, like you're saying, like not even being in the movie, just having the movie evolve around you instead of just staring at a flat screen, you know, cause I mean, they tried the whole 3d movie thing and that was, that was kind of cool, but it was never, you know, it never really caught on big time. They still do it and it's kind of neat, but it's not, I mean, the 3d that you get in a movie theater isn't even as good as the 3d that you get in VR in a VR movie theater. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I don't know. And, uh, he also said, when he was trying to explain some of the brain interface computers. And I, I feel like this comment was directed a little bit towards me. <laughs> he said, it's really complicated. It's like trying to explain the internet to someone who has never used the internet before. So I feel like the reason I say it was kind of directed towards me is because it's just so hard for me to grasp. Like, you know, I'm not, I don't have any kind of neuroscience background or anything like that where I can uh, fully under even a little bit understand about how the brain works. So it's just kind of so over my head that it's just, uh, all I can do is just kind of be in, in a wow factor of like this is just incredible that this is an even thing that we're talking about right now you know what i mean it's just insane. yeah he didn't in the interview i don't know if you picked up on any of it but he didn't really get into any specifics of what the brain interface is going to do it was kind of just a generalized he's working on it and um yeah you know that's really he's really passionate about it and i think that's his main thing yeah, they mentioned later in the interview that steam you know what are they going to do for the next 10 years and the one guy said well i want to keep on working on half-life so that leads us into thinking maybe we'll see a half-life three yeah uh, hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll be vr uh, right. but also the big side too that they want to focus on is what they said in the interview was like the manufacturing side uh working on this brain interface thing and other headsets because from the sound of it i mean they've done a great job with the index um they're really leading the way i don't they got to yeah. find a way maybe with a price point to uh right to even that out for mass market but they're doing a really good job and I mean, even the, the Half-Life itself, I mean, I, I think this is going to be one of the biggest games to hit VR ever. I mean, they're really, I mean, you can tell in the, the interview and everything else that it's kind of this Half-Life VR game has kind of reinvigorated them as a whole from the inside. You know, this is that, yep. I mean, they're all really, really excited about this. And really, I mean, he even gave out his personal email and he said, you know, let me know what you think of this game that when was it cool. comes out. And I'm like, wow, like who does that? I mean, obviously he really cares about people's perceptions about this if he's going to put it, put it out there like that. You know, that's that's really, really cool. So, Skiva007 with the super chat said, missing Tyler, but the guest hosts have been great too. So, that is awesome. Appreciate that. I, I've been lucky enough to uh, have some people come on and help me out. You know, GT and Gaming Science Teacher last week. You uh, That was a great week. episode. 
Yeah, I've really appreciated it because I've thought about doing the show by myself and I just don't think that I'm a good enough uh, person at talking to myself. I, I don't I don't think I could do a show by myself and it'd be any amount of entertainment that anybody would want to watch. So <clears throat> I don't know, but I have been very appreciative. And I did notice how GT just joined us here. Uh, I just noticed him in the chat too. So Welcome, GT. Yeah, thanks for doing Hey, while this. we're on the Half-Life uh, subject, I just want to say that like I really do think this, this is going to be a triple A game. Uh-huh. I don't even want to say triple A VR. I think this is, I've played, you know, my favorite game so far for uh, VR is like Walking Dead, uh, Saints and Sinners, uh, Asgard's Wrath. All these games are up there, quality level. But um, I don't know if I could call them triple A games in general. But uh, I think Half-Life Alex is going to be our first triple A game that you have to have a VR headset to play. I think that's how I want to call it. Don't yeah. want to call it triple A VR, just across the board, it's going to be a triple A game. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of the one of the most advanced games in a sense. I think we've seen in VR. I think, I think this is going to set the bar. I, I guess I should say because I think what they're going to do is they're going to take some of the best things that happened in games like Bone Works, uh, in games like uh, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, and they're going to take all the best elements of some of those games and mix it into their own style, their own flavor, and and just. I mean, I I know like some people are like, are we? You know, some people think that Half Life Alex is way overhyped. And that it's it's never going to be able to live up to the amount of hype that it's gotten, and I don't know. I I'm more in the camp that I think it it probably is going to live up to the hype, and I'm hoping at least. Obviously, I've never played it. I know you've never played it yet, and most people haven't. And anybody that has played it is not allowed to really talk about it, except for what they're allowed to say. But uh, yep. yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm really excited for the game. I really do think it's going to set a bar that is going to be pretty hard to beat going. And I mean, even games, you know, the games that we came out. Uh, the end of last year, beginning of this year and stuff, they, they really have set a new bar alone in, in the standards of VR. You know, the, the Stormlands, the Asgard's Wrath, the Bone Works, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. You know, they really have set a new bar for what we're used to in VR, and that's it's made it harder for some of the really small indie developers that did really well in the beginning because now everybody's, like, expecting what we've seen in some of those games. So it, it really, yeah, I think it's going to change the game a little bit. I really do. Yeah, from what I've seen from all the trailers so far and everything, I think it's got that secret sauce that's going to set it apart from everything else. Like Saints and Sinner, great game. Asgard's Wrath, great game. Um, And from the trailers we've seen in Half-Life, it's going to have great physics. It's going to have great customization. But I think the thing that's going to set it apart is that that storytelling. And actually get, like, you're going to want to get back to the game. Like, oh, I got to get back tonight to my house to see what happens next in Half-Life Alex. Like, I don't get that feeling, unfortunately, when I'm playing games like Asgard's. Saints and Sinners. I don't even follow the storyline when I'm playing Saints and Sinners. I'm just looting and yeah, you know, shooting. I mean, it's fun. It's a great game, but I think Half-Life Alex is really going to get us that feeling of, man, I want to find out how this ends, what you know, what the story is doing. Yeah, for You're sure. You're going to actually feel for the characters a little bit more. Yeah, I think so, too. I saw some people talking about Engadget in the uh, notes. I mean, in the chat. I'm not sure. I know I saw... Uh, uh, I saw a post that... Uh, reckoner vr i think it was put on uh twitter about one of the uh youtube gaming channels or whatever i don't think it was it might have been a gadget i'm not sure but they were basically bashing uh valve for half-life alex and all this stuff but i i thought it was funny because i don't know if this is what they're talking about but in that video there was like three thousand dislikes to like 200 likes on the video you know what i mean so i thought oh. it was funny but i'm not sure if that's what they're talking about in chat Let's see if somebody fills us in uh, on what's going on i must have missed something that happened on engadget Unless that was what they were talking about. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I don't know. 
sound level seems perfectly fine to me, says GamerTag VR. <laughs> yeah, huh. guys, welcome uh, welcome to the show. For those that haven't hit that like button yet, let's crush that like button. Let's get that going. Appreciate that. These guys, you guys put a lot of work into this. Like, uh, I don't think a lot of people that watch this realize because I'm a content creator myself. And like just making thumbnails and getting the show notes together, uh, putting all the different scenes together in OBS, whatever you guys are using, like, I mean, this is, uh, it could be a two-hour show, but it could be eight-plus hours of work, so. Yeah, it uh, is a lot of work, yeah. but we definitely, I mean, really, we just do it because we love VR, and we love the the live audience and everybody in here, and so many great people that do help us out, like Fluke Rogue, you're doing timestamps, and uh, the great people in the Discord, GT, Gaming Science Teacher, you, Steve Drumheller, everybody that's come on to help us out in a time of need, we definitely appreciate it and uh paradise decay also i mean he's he's one of the legends of the vr space i mean he's been doing gaming videos and vr for as long almost as long as it's been around probably and that uh color space he just did a video on that yesterday so if you do want to see some more footage on that game make sure you check out uh his channel over there so but some people talking about half-life alex though in chat uh fluke rogi said uh, from a normal gaming media point of view, I think this will be covered more than any other VR game we've ever had. Will be interesting to see what the normal pancake media outlets make of it. So I, I am, I mean, we've already seen them talking more about this VR game than probably any other VR game, you know, with a lot of them that don't normally cover VR or anything like that. So, And the, relief, the release of Half-Life Alex is so much more too than just the game itself. Um, the engine, like yeah. what are we going to see? They were talking about that in that interview, and for those that haven't watched it um, afterwards, uh, definitely check that out. But um, we're going to be seeing so many cool games, and I'm wondering because they they haven't talked about like a Left 4 Dead 2 or Left 4 Dead right. 3 uh, VR, but I'm I'm imagining people are going to be able to make something like that on their own with the engine, uh, and we're going to be seeing all kinds of games that just use this fantastic looking up uh, engine. It's just beautiful. It's like bone works on crack pretty much right yeah yeah pretty much i mean it is i mean i know i don't think you've seen the uh half-life uh steam environments but even just seeing those and i don't think those are going to do justice at all it's just uh man, is that using were... at all the engine or is that its own steam vr engine that they just kind of like take i've uh... heard a little bit of both to be honest i'm not exactly sure i've heard a little bit of both but i mean it, it's it's a lot more detailed than any other steam home environment i think i've seen but I mean, it's, it's fantastic. And it really, I don't think it's going to do the game justice at all, but I mean, just the level of detail and the, what it looks like in that steam home environment already got me extremely excited just being in there. Uh, but I still don't know what's going on with the Engadget thing. Uh, Vindaloo said the Engadget thing was pure troll journalism. Sad, mm -hmm. but funky deep said the engine is the most exciting part. So you're obviously going to be playing on your um, index when you go to play Alex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. <laughs> I'm going to make sure tracking. my controllers are uh, charged up and, yeah, ready to go. I mean, I, I don't think you're really going to be missing a whole lot playing on other headsets other than, uh, to me, the biggest things I think you'll be missing out on is sound, which if you have a good pair of headphones, I think you'll be okay. And the field of view, I really, I, I mean, it's not a huge increase, but I really, really do like the increase of field of view. The controllers, I don't know. I don't know that they're going to do anything hand tracking wise in Half-Life Alex that you're not going to be able to experience, you know, with a regular controller. Cause even Boneworks, you know, I remember when Boneworks before they came out, everybody thought, you know, if you don't have the index controllers for Boneworks, you know, the game's yep. going to suck. And that, that wasn't really at all the case. I mean, there's really not much difference. I mean, and there's really no difference in anything that you can do in the game. You know, you can't do anything extra on the index controllers that you can't do really with touch controllers or anything else. But 
But uh, Timothy Sample said, any word about lo-fi? Uh, he is still working on lo-fi. I believe I saw something. I think there's supposed to be coming another update to lo-fi here pretty soon. Uh, and you can still get that game if you want to play that game, if you uh, support the game. I think uh, on the video we have, there's a link that you can still purchase the game. You can do like a pre-purchase and you can play the current build of the game that he has uh, updating pretty often. So I think the plan for that game is still later this year. I don't know if that'll be pushed back at all, but I know this, the plan is still later this year for, uh, for lo-fi, but yeah, pretty crazy. Yep. <laughs> Half-Life Alex hype. What do we got? Less than two days here. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. I mean, I so think about uh, two days from now, 48 hours from now, it should be released based on, uh, I think the, yeah, the time yeah, that you were right telling me. There. So, and I do plan on, I think I'm going to be going live, uh, Monday at, uh, noon Eastern time. Awesome. I'm going to be doing, I would see a full playthrough of the game, probably try to do like three or four hours for the first uh, episode, really just dive deep into yeah. it. So I don't know what we have planned yet for that because, uh, we originally planned on me and Tyler both working that day. And I don't, uh, at this point in time, that probably isn't going to be the case. I don't know for him for sure yet, if he'll be working yet, but yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. I know, uh, MRTV Sebastian, I know he's been doing, uh, a half-life hype stream show almost every day leading up to it i think uh yesterday was day three you know three days left before half-life alex so i mean everybody is super hyped about the game and uh, paradise k said dude what is fov my brain filters that out these days <laughs> field of view yeah i still want that 8kx i haven't heard anything lately from pimax they've been pretty quiet i don't know if that's the stuff going on you know that and with china and everything else they are a chinese company but I was really, really hoping to get to try that 8KX at PAX East, and unfortunately we didn't get to. They weren't there, but I I really want that 8KX, especially for Half-Life Alex. I think uh, Half-Life Alex and the 8KX would be even more of a mind-blowing experience. But Okay, so I think that is what they were talking about. Reckoner VR said, uh, if you go on Engadget's YouTube channel, it's the third video in uploads past, posted two days ago. So I think that is the one. Uh, where they were basically bashing uh, Valve's decisions with Half-Life Alex, And you could tell by the community that most people weren't too excited about what they were saying. Let's see if I can pull this up. Uh, oh, man, I'm not sure where it was. But, yeah, but if you are do you, want to check that out, maybe uh, it's on in gadgets. Are you going to be playing uh, – <clears throat> smooth locomotion when you do uh, half-life or are you going to try to oh, teleport yeah. out or yeah smooth locomotion i don't do teleport on anything uh, i i mean that's like when i go into a game that's like the first thing i do is go in there and look at the options turn on smooth i mean uh yeah smooth locomotion the this the smooth turning i don't really i'm not a big fan of snap turning so as soon as turn i go off in yetting. oh yeah turn off vignetting that's like the uh the first things i do so the video they are talking about they have a video that says half-life alex shows valve's bad attitude and this was uploaded two days ago. So if you want to check this out afterwards, it currently has 8,000 thumbs down to 1,000 thumbs up. So, I mean, that's, I don't feel like, I feel like every video on YouTube has thumbs down. Like it's just inevitable that they get thumbs downs, but there's not usually way more thumbs downs than there are thumbs up. So that is, uh, yeah, it's definitely, definitely not been taken well. I mean, Valve has a very big fan base and, and I believe what it's been like, what is it like 12 years since the last half-life or something like that? It's been something crazy. And even through that time, I mean, valve has such a big following still. And there's so many fans of their games. They just absolutely love them. So, so to attack a company like that, I think is, is kind of probably not in anybody's best interest to make a choice to attack them like that. I don't know. It seems kind of crazy, but 
We got some comments in chat. Um, GNVRS Gaming says, teleport might be faster to avoid taking damage. I'm really yeah. curious if they thought of this from the beginning, um, if there was going to be some advantages, disadvantages. I have to I imagine there probably will be some because the game was originally built around teleportation when they first started mm -hmm. it. You know, So the smooth locomotion was almost an afterthought of adding that into the game, which I can kind of understand because of how long they've been working on the game. So the teleportation makes more sense uh, from that standpoint. But I have to imagine some things have been affected, I would think. I don't know. But uh, gaming science teacher said, I am officially a pre-alpha tester for Zenith MMO but the quest version isn't ready just yet. So that is that, that that's got a big following too. that, uh, that Zenith MMO. I'm not, I'm not a huge MMO guy, but that one does look pretty good. Yeah. I've been waiting for some kind of really good MMO for, um, VR. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so the funky deep said, maybe they are mad. They didn't get a free demo talking about Engadget. Yeah. yeah, we're going to be seeing a lot of Half-Life stuff uh, Monday, so. Yeah, for sure. You've seen yeah. the reviews of everyone that's probably already finished it and played it. And... Yeah, yeah, I mean, because I'm sure, you know, people like Tested, uh, IGN obviously has had hands-on with it. I think there are some some big people that have played the game and have, have had it for a little while, and I'm sure their reviews are, you know, I'm sure that, that NDA is going to lift on Monday once the game announces, so I'm sure we're going to have... Yep a lot of stuff so but i mean it's going to be a great day of of vr gaming because there's going to be so many people that are going to be home and be able to play this i mean it's it's very exciting time uh to be a vr gamer and and all them flat gamers are just jealous it's, it's finally it's about time that the vr world has something to make the flat gamer super jealous you know because for a long time they get all these big releases you know cyberpunk 2077 what all you know all these games that a lot of people were like man this game would be so good in vr you know the people that love vr are like man this would be this is you know, this would be made for VR. Like it would be perfect VR. And, you know, the flat gamers haven't had too many things to really be jealous over. You know, we've had Boneworks, Asgard's Wrath, Stormland, all that kind of stuff. But those weren't, uh, those weren't any kind of big title game that they knew of, you know what I mean? So there wasn't much to be jealous of because if they're not paying attention, they don't know what Boneworks is. They don't sure. know what, you know, Stormland is or anything else. So they know what Half-Life Alex is though. Almost every gamer knows what Half-Life Half -Life is. So yeah, it's going to be pretty sweet. So Tyler keeps texting me, wanting me to talk about uh, this Purdue stuff, and I forget what the article. I'm gonna pull up the article now, so he stops uh, haggling me. Purdue, it's not like a chicken company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chicken company, or uh, I think this one's for a college. But uh, so this is an article that he sent me, and I did forget to add this into the show. We had a bunch of stuff to get in, into, but uh, they, the article says a novel system allows untethered, high-quality multi-VR, multiplayer VR. So. Purdue Research uh, have created a new approach to VR that will allow multiple players to interact with the same VR app on smartphones and provide new opportunities for education, healthcare, and entertainment. Uh, so now Purdue University researchers have created an approach. Uh, that was the same thing. So they're calling it Coteri. Uh, uses a novel way to manage the challenging task of rendering high-resolution virtual scenes to satisfy the stringent quality of experience of VR. Those include high frame rate and low motion to photon latency, which is the delay between the movement of the user's head and the game controller and the change of the VR device display reflecting the user's movement. Uh, the new approach enables 4K resolution VR on commodity mobile devices and allows up to 10 players to interact in the same VR application at a time, which that would be uh, some technology that could really be useful nowadays for sure. So 
It says we have worked to create VR technology that someone could use on a typical smartphone with a Wi-Fi connection. Said uh, Y Charlie Who the, and Michael and Catherine Burke, professor of electrical and computer engineering, who led the Purdue team. Uh, our solution not only allows multiple players to participate in a VR, VR game at the same time, but also provides a better and more cost-effective option for single-player use. Uh, they, they have it all detailed in a paper that they published, ASPLOS 2020 uh international conference so if you guys do want to read this article it's on purdue it's purdue.edu i can try to throw the link up in the description and also on a discord uh after the show but it seems like they're working on some pretty cool technology that could make all of this stuff in vr uh a little less cost effective a little less demanding uh on the hardware and be able to pull it off for multiple people at the same time in the same space so that is pretty awesome pretty awesome stuff Nice. So that was something that wasn't added into our notes, but Tyler insisted we get into. So maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, next next weekend. Uh, maybe he has a little more info on it too. Maybe we'll get a little bit more that'll come out about that. So yeah, I'm sure you guys will be talking about Half Life Alex in the next yeah. episode. We might have just canceled the next episode. I mean, by Saturday we might be playing the game so much still that we might not even do an episode. We might just say, you know, <laughs> no, that no, that's not gonna happen. But. Uh, the only thing, the only thing I could wish out of Half-Life Alex was just the multiplayer sport. And I can say that about pretty much any game that doesn't have that, but man, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. But yep. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see that. Cause I think they confirmed, right. That the engine's not like, they're not going to allow people to just make mods of it. I yeah. At least not off the, case the not. bat. I, I, I think they mentioned something about that. That may come off you know off into the future but i i think they're gonna probably have it locked down for a little while and we'll see what happens i hope that someday they open that up because you know we know the community can do some absolutely incredible things with uh being able to access some of those resources so yeah i don't know i hope that happens someday but i don't think it'll happen anytime soon but well i'm just looking forward to playing uh half-life alex on monday so yeah me too and i think almost everybody else i know gaming science teacher even mentioned about possibly trying to get a uh gaming pc just to be able to use uh the quest with link to play that game so just rent one rent one for you can rent one from uh some stores you can rent a gaming pc yeah i think you can there's places that uh do rental services i've looked it up online before before i had vr i wanted to try it so bad i was looking into renting them uh it's probably not super cost effective but maybe yeah. for 100 bucks 200 bucks you get it for a month and that would be cool you know, yeah play your awesome. half-life alex and that's it but yeah so paradise decay said that they said it will be moddable oh it will be moddable okay so, so yeah last, we're gonna start yeah. seeing some maybe. stuff there might yeah, there know. might be people that just you know week one who knows you guys might be talking about next week some mods that are already coming out yeah i mean it's hard to say yeah oh the gaming science teacher said uh she has to start teaching from home on monday so that's a bummer. I know she, I think this past week she had off and, uh, we were hoping to get into some, uh, dash dash and I, you know, trying to get that big shelf thing done for the VR room and stuff. I didn't get a lot of time to play this past week, but I'm hoping this coming week I should have a lot more time. I'm hoping. So hopefully we can get some people together in uh, VR and hang out and play some games, but yeah. So we definitely appreciate ever being here. I think that is most of the notes I think we got through. And, uh, again, thanks you so much for coming on and helping us out for the show and make sure everybody, uh, check out his channel. The link is in the description and uh, I'm sure we will probably have you on again at some point in time. So, Oh yeah, I'm always here. I'm always doing VR stuff. My channel is a little bit of a mix of uh, non-VR VR, but it's probably like 90% VR. Yeah, so. I would say most of the stuff I see you put out is uh, VR. I know you played the new uh, Call of Duty game, I think, the other day. Warzone. That's, yeah. What did you think of that? Really good. 
it's it's free. So I mean, it's like yeah. you can't even complain. It's good. I'm a big battle royale fan. Um, hopefully, we get some uh, uh, population one yeah. game out this year for I VR so. guys. But uh, as far as flat uh, battle royale goes, it's it's probably one of the best uh, battle royale games. I'll say. Yeah. I probably played it about an hour or two so far. But yeah, I've had a for lot those of people that are taking a break from VR. Uh, definitely check that one out. It's free. Yeah, uh, no reason sure. not to on all systems, and it's cross-platform. So if you got buddies that got Xbox, if you're that's on PC, cool. that's always good. Um, so that's it's great. Yeah, yeah check it out. Cool. I've had a lot of people ask about uh, Population One, wanting to know if it was going to be free, and I, I don't think that it's going to be, but I could possibly see them going to the same kind of model. I know they do talk about wanting to uh, have some add-ons for the game, and you know, different skins and a lot of other stuff that they have planned for the game. So I guess it could go to that kind of model. I don't think that it will, but it's really hard to say. Uh, you don't really see microtransactions in VR. I don't think really at all, yeah. other than like DLC for tracks for right, right. Game. So yeah, it could so be. I don't problem. know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, Reckoner VR said Tyler McVicker has warned that there are images going around of Half Life Alex's final scene. So oh be careful where you look on the internet, which you should probably always be careful where you look on the internet, especially around Half-Life Alex right now. It might be your best bet to just not search too much stuff for Half-Life Alex right now. I mean, we're, what, what we say, like two days away, so 48 hours, I think you said. And yeah, I, I don't want to see that. I do not want to see the, the images of the final uh, scene in Half-Life Alex. That sounds terrible. I don't know why anybody would leak that out there. It sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, uh, people are jerks. Hmm. Most people are good, though, so. Yeah, yeah. true that. Yep. All right. Well, we will definitely. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on. Yeah, thanks again. We will definitely see you next week. Uh, Tyler should hopefully be back. And I mean, I don't know what else we're gonna have to talk about next week other than Half Life, Alex. Hopefully, we get some news coming out this week. Uh, I, I mean, this is, I mean, Monday is one of the biggest days uh, for VR that I think that we've seen in a long, long time. And I know I'm excited. And I know most everybody else is excited. And as soon as we get off of this, I am going to start downloading that game. So I'm going to have that running in the background. I'm going to have it ready. So as far as I know, I think there's going to be uh, a little bit more. You'll have to download on Monday to finish up the full game and have it ready to play. But, uh, the bulk of it, it'll be good to have done. I don't know. Some people don't have as good internet connections and stuff. So Make sure uh, you go ahead and get that download started and uh, looking forward to what everybody thinks on Monday. Be sure to hop in the Discord and let us know your thoughts. I'm sure, uh, like you said, I know Steve will be streaming it. I know there'll be some people streaming it. So if you aren't able to play right away or if you don't have it and you're not planning on getting a gaming PC, you want to check it out, you know, check out Steve's uh, live stream and see what he's got going on in there. And um, I can't wait. (laughs) I definitely can't wait. So. But yeah, so thanks again for the super chats and the likes and everything else. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And now's the best time, better than ever to have VR. And I'm so thankful that, you know, we have a great community and all these people to play with. And yeah, Christmas comes like several times a year for us gamers. That's what I feel like when there's a big new release. It's like, oh, it's it's like Christmas Christmas for us. Like a little kid waiting, excited, can't wait to run downstairs and open that gift of Half-Life Alex on your PC. It's going to be so good. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks again for being here. We really appreciate it. And uh, we will see you again soon. See you guys later. Have a good one. Half-Life Alex next week. Later, everybody. Hype. (laughs)